forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains a fake tuxedo, a sort of fancy panda express, candy wars, and an abandoned theme park where you can just climb on shit. All this, plus Amy Nicholson joins us to talk Seoul, South Korea's latte world on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a theme park podcast hosted by three men whose only problem with going to the DMV is that the queue isn't themed enough. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Scott Gardner. Oh, yeah. If you give us something to look at instead of just the ugly mugs next to me, you give me a story, you give me an original DMV character, Mm -hmm. you make it seem like a mission that I have to go on. Yeah, and a narrative immersive with like, yeah, like either like a car that like a car that's not a Disney cars car, but like an original DMV creation. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. A talking car that's like, you know, like you don't get to get in me until. Right. Yeah. (laughs) He's really (laughs) cocky about it, too. Jason Sheridan, you have any thoughts on someone in me? Well, I would say um, I I don't even need the theming if you were to have the DMV on just like. Another thing that's going to come up a lot today, massive scale. If the DMV buildings were just gigantic, and I realize I'm probably describing a, a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> like so you want the DMV? 1984 to... Brazil. Uh, but... Oh, interesting. So you want it to not only have like a, a more of an immersive queue, you want an e-ticket DMV. I just big, just like huge. Big budget e, uh, yeah. DMV. With so, like small rooms, big rooms. There's a cave, but then there's a big palace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> little puzzles where, yeah, the, but it's a cave and it's got the lowest ceiling. It's like the room we're in right now. Like it is a regular ass ceiling that mm-hmm. you are traveling. So I, I mean, I wouldn't call this a cave, but yeah. And yeah. You, you do like an eye test with somebody dressed as like a princess or something. They they have like administer the eye test, sure, or mm-hmm. any one of a number of costumed characters, mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't be like it would be like letters in a different like fun made up language. Yes, so you would it wouldn't just be the alpha the normal American alphabet. Yeah, so it's testing your vision, but you also have to go by your gut mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, yeah, and and spikes and ropes, and if you drop the if you pull the rope, you hear somebody fight. We're just, the Indiana Jones uh, cue specifically. It seems like is what we're just we just all we ask is that the DMV be the Indiana Jones yes. line, and it would be the most popular place. I think and we've really solved an issue here today. Yeah, we well, could productive st- episode. Yeah, so we far. could stop now, and it would be a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but a we big won't. mission accomplished. Yeah, because because we, we got a whole thing to talk about. Uh-huh. We have a yeah, guest we're expo- here too. We're going. We're globe trotting today. We yes. get to. Like, it's a nation we've never discussed anything from. That's exciting. I know it is. Uh, uh, but let's bring our guest in. She reviews films for the New York Times. She hosts the movie podcast Unspooled. It's Amy Nicholson joining ah, us. Hi everyone. Hi. How are you? <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I want the DMV to be more like, did you, did you ever see that old Nickelodeon game show, Finders Keepers? Oh, yeah. I'm a big Finders Keeper. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. That's my dream. That's all I want escape rooms to be, is like a big, giant Finders Keepers. You get to tear through like dressers and drawers and upending things. And like, oh, sure. if you could go to the DMV and open, you know, Matilda's drawers and start rifling through, <laughs> trying to find the magic pen that you need to stamp your card. 
That's oh. all I want is more action. Yeah, yeah, sure. Rooms. Uh-huh. If they can give you that on the way, then you forget the the logistics nature of it. If it's like finders keepers and like some of the mess makes sense, but some of it they just kind of need mess in bulk. So there's just a drawer full of ping pong balls, just kind of arbitrary, like, yeah, right. Well, that'll pop on camera. I don't know why this uh this young child's bedroom has a drawer entirely full of ping pong balls, but no, why not? Totally. Or what if what if at the center of the DMV was a big statue of Gavin Newsom? And now I'm now I'm merging it a little bit into double sure. there, but you had to crawl up his nose. Whoa. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Or fall out of his nose. Whoa. Yeah. And there's like <laughs> yeah, slime. There's, yeah, you go up like, one and go out the other. There's like goo in there. There's like snot. Like Nickelodeon slime in Gavin Newsom's nose. That would be fun. I have one more punch up to this. Yeah. What if you don't have to or get to have your driver's license at the end of it? So so we're like I'm gonna let's eliminate the driver's license part of it too. Yeah. So now what we're describing is a fun maze adventure without that boring part. I think we fixed the DMV completely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with like handing out license or revoking or no, because that's like you know after everything we've set up now, doesn't that seem like kind of a letdown, like kind of not yeah. a fun finale? Instead, it should go out on like a, a three minute ride or so. Okay. Yeah. Or, or or hear me out. What if at the very end? After you've like dug through the ping pong balls, after you've climbed through Gavin Newsom's slimy nose, what if they take a picture of you mm. with whatever you look like at that state, covered in goo, covered in pudding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. that picture has to follow you around for the rest of your life. Okay, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And but as it will like if you get pulled over by the police, will they see like it come up on a screen or something? They'd be like, "Oh, you covered in Gavin Gavin Newsom's uh, <laughs> sorry, Gavin goo, Gavin goo." Oh, it seems like you already went through it. I'm gonna let you off with just a warning. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I think you know everybody puts so much pressure on their driver's license photos, and I think maybe it's at that's actually a path to a better picture because you're caught unaware, natural, having been through some really yeah. strange experiences, but despite the goo, it might be a better looking picture of any of us than the one we actually have. Yeah, you're probably right. It's more you, because it's like, it's so natural. It's, it's a natural yes, photo. It's, it's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's now candid. I'm thinking they should make us all do it at puberty, and that should be your online dating profile up until you find your person, because if, if you see the real them coming out of the goo, mm-hmm. you see, are they a frustrated person? Are they overjoyed? Are they gleeful, maniacal? Yeah. It's Whoa. a really good shortcut. A way to just like see someone's actual base in a way. Wow. <laughs> would would anyone ever date again if that was the case? <laughs> Should we in the first place? <laughs> well, that's a whole nother, yeah. That feels like a good conversation starter, though, putting up like your high school, <laughs> your high school, like the, the, um, like the fake, uh, gown or the fake tuxedo, like that they just keep, they, Take the Velcro off you, and then they put it on the next person. Oh, you're saying you're calling it fake? What the tuxedo you would rent when you go to prom? No, no, we we did class photos, and it was just like the false front of a wait tux- a minute. Is whoa, really? Wait a minute. This is the this is really weird. Whoa. I didn't know what you were talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just got a fake tuxedo put Cancel on you like a plane? topic of the episode. <laughs> Cancel this topic. Sorry, Amy. You did a lot of research. We're gonna yeah. talk about Jason's fake tuxedo he to wear in high school. Well, because then it was like a fake uh like gown and pearls for the girls and for the guys, it was like if you went to an old time like old West photo where what? like everyone's like a cowboy or a can can like that sort of thing where it's just like you put your arms in and then they velcro up the back and then they take the photo and take it off and do it to the next guy. This is unbelievable. Insane. <laughs> have like, you ever heard something like this? No. Like you mean does it have a bow tie? I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, there's I'm a bow tie. This. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But I'll, for I'll the have women, to dig like, mine up. I okay. You know, there's kind of like a base of tuxedo, which that's strange enough. That, like you want your class photos in a tuxedo, but then like w- women are gonna want more variance in what they're wearing. They don't want to all just be in pearls. Yeah. Were there multiple options? This Actually, this is twenty years ago at this point. Sure. So, we, and, yeah. but I'm sure it went on for a little while after it. But my question remains: Were there at least like here's the purple one, and here's the green one, and here's the yellow one? I don't think there was. Everyone was like dressed like Marge Simpson. I think <laughs> I think you would go up and you would do two. You would do your formal one, and then they'd give you like a graduation, uh, you know, mortarboard. And they couldn't trust kids to just gown. wear a shirt and tie. To no, school? other schools did this, where it's like you got to pick what you wanted your senior photo, what you were wearing, or what you wanted it to be. So if you wanted cowboy, you could have cowboy. <laughs> I think you could you could <laughs> pick if preserve. you did it yourself. Like it, it's like you can put in whatever one you want, but you're on your own if you don't want the tuxedo or graduation gown. Okay, I have to back you up a little bit. Yeah. I went to an all-girls school and we did have the pearl thing. Yes. We, really? we that yeah, we had a pearl thing and it was sort of like a, a black V-neck tunic that they draped over. Kind us. of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then and I brought my own pearls from my grandmother because I was like, I need this to be a little personal. But if you didn't bring your own pearls, wow. But if bring your own pearls to the all-girls Catholic high school graduation, I just realized how I sound. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then you had the vest. But because it was all girl, I've never heard about a Velcro tuxedo with a bow. That's I just blowing swear. my mind. And I don't know how that would even fit because a, a drape is a drape, but a bow is something else. Yeah, like I'm sure if you look at them, it's like, oh yeah, there's like an inch long gap on that collar. How fast can you get us this photo of you? Mm. Um, yes, well, before I mean, the episode I'm talking comes about how many minutes will it take? Well, then we can just look. Let's let's give him a week. How many when seconds the episode comes out. does it take to you get? Here's the thing. If I do this, I'm going out on a limb because I don't like this photo. <laughs> I don't look good at 17. Oh, on, on a limb. Fi- in a limb, fake limb. tuxedo I got at 17? very small glasses. <laughs> My friends were encouraging me to get oval glasses, but no one said, make it a little bigger for well, your look- little doe face. Maybe go a little bigger on those ovals. All right. Can we put, we'll paywall the photo at least. So you know it's sure. okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> so on the highest cl- uh, tier on our Patreon, you can see this photo, I think. Okay. So that's how we'll do it. <laughs> then for Amy, I don't want to make you show us that photo of you, but I just, I do just want to see a page from your yearbook with like 40 girls all wearing the same fake dress. That's the weirdest thing ever. I can easily get that for you. Hey, I, can, I can get that for you today. Okay. I'll give it to wow. you for free even. How oh, wow. Thank you. Wow. With no permission from the girls. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's not, we're not looking at your faces. We're looking at your weird tunics. Uh, uh. Sorry, Kathy. I'll just apologize now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. oh my is, God. I got to calm down now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to palate cleanse. Yeah, I got too excited there. All right. All right. We have a different topic though today. Uh, 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 it's a place. Here's the thing. I was watching videos and yeah, I feel like yeah. I got the name. I don't, somebody say the name of this place. I've heard it like three different yes, ways. Yes, I know. So some, point. Amy, do you know the actual name of this place? Because I don't feel it secure We're enough saying it. putting ourselves out on a limb by. Before I came here, I actually tried to look up the pronunciation too. And I heard three different ways. So I can only say it the wrong way, which is the way I've always said it. Sure. What is it? Latte World Adventure. Okay. Yeah, latte is the way I heard it also. So that makes me that was that was the last YouTuber who said it. Like, I saw multiple sources that are Lote. I saw Lote too. And the, and I maybe trust these a little more because they are in they are in print. They are in more official articles and the vloggers, I don't know. Do they know? Um I think we just gotta say anything goes. Okay. And well, listeners, if you if a listener knows for sure, you're gonna have to cut all of us a break. 
if you if you look on um, YouTube and you look up, you know, the Latte Lotte Company, um, there's a Korean news network. And I saw three different anchors and I heard three different pronunciations because the one guy was British. Someone was Australian. Someone was Korean. So I kind of got it every which way. It, All bets it might are help if we go to the origin of how it was named this in the first place. Yes, yes sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, wait. And re- wait. And just very, really quick. This is a theme park in, I mean, it's a mega complex, but this is in Seoul, South Korea. And you have been to this place. I have. I have. Wow. I was there for a film festival and we took a day off and ran around and had the greatest day. Oh, geez. Great. Okay. That's cool. Very excited to hear about it. But yes, the the uh, backstory of the company. Feel Yes, feel free. Okay, so Lotte is a giant corporation. Like, mm-hmm. think about the giants that we have here in America and just ascribe it one of those. I'd say it's maybe bigger than Coca-Cola, Walmart size. It, oh it's it's yeah, huge, wild. Wow. right? And it started as a candy company. And part of the story behind it is that the founder is this man named uh, Shin Kyuk Ho. He grew up on a pig farm, you know, during the war. Uh, he wanted to be a novelist. But so he was very broke, one of 10 kids. And he's um, when he's like a very young kid, he goes from Korea to Japan. He smuggles himself over on a boat because World War II history, World War II is about to start. It hasn't quite started yet. Uh, but they're, you know, under the territory of Japan at that moment. Oh, so okay. he sneaks over there on this boat. He doesn't have a lot of money. He tries to figure out how to make some money. And um, World War II happens. He starts seeing these American soldiers giving out gum to the people in Japan after it's over. And he's like, I should have a gum company. So he's like, I'm going to make gum, but I need a name for my gum company. And because this guy is, you know, a young aspiring novelist, or he had been, he read a lot of literature and he was really obsessed with the works of Goethe, you know, Goethe, like the novelist philosopher from the 1700s. He goes up to Goethe is like a huge influence on Kierkegaard. Why am I saying all of this right now at the beginning of this podcast? No, about no, it's great. Oh my god! And it's actually actually well researched yes. and well presented <laughs> information. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> we strive to, but we miss sometimes. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> my pleasure. So Goethe, you know, I, I also have down here that he's a massive influence on Nietzsche. Young. Okay, just want to sure. be able to say all these fun names. Uh, Goethe, his breakout novel was a novel that was called um, something like The Sorrows of the Sorrows of Young Werther. And that's this love triangle where like a guy dies, spoiler alert, but the guy is in love with a woman named Charlotte. Gotcha. Maybe yes. you see where I'm going with this. Yes. So I he think. loves this book by Goethe with a girl named Charlotte. And he's like, I could take the name Charlotte and use it to be the name of my gum company. So he cuts off the char and he goes with lot. I guess. Lot, which and, again confuses it because it's a new way to say it. Right. It's a totally but yes, new way to say it. it. <laughs> yeah. But so that is how lot, latte, lotte. Should we just pick one? Yeah, I guess so. Latte, though, makes me think of coffee, obviously. Yeah. It's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Lotte? I think it's okay that it reminds you of coffee because mm-hmm. that's the first time oh, I came it's... across it. Right, right, right. Because he expands really quickly. He goes from like gum to yeah, booze, vitamins, hot dogs, canned coffee is how mm. I first had him in Japan. Like they sell a lot oh. of like canned coffee with the brand on it. Okay. Uh, then they like expand further. They go into like clothes, hotels, movie theaters, banks. Chemicals he, I saw. It's a big chemicals, chemical company. Yeah. Shipping, coordination of boats, electronics. Uh, they own a baseball team. 
It's, this yeah, is just a, yeah. The most popular baseball in. team in Korea. I saw <laughs> yeah. they own and made the biggest baseball team. Yeah, this is insane. This and that I I had not heard this word right. before. You you just came across this the brand name in Japan organically. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. But then if you start looking for it, you'll start seeing it everywhere here. I mean, I yeah. live in Koreatown, so when I go shopping at my grocery store, it's everywhere. Uh, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, if you keep your eyes out, they're just massive, and so. You know, their company headquarters in Seoul is like 123 stories. It's the sixth biggest building in the world. And this man, Shin, lives forever. He doesn't die until January 2020 at the age of 98. God. It's setting up like this secession style showdown with his two kids. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of lawsuits. He's actually like sentenced to four years in prison for tax evasion when he's 95. <laughs> uh, but they're like, you're so old and you're about to die. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yes, this is the backdrop of Latte World Adventure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a what a dynamic, exciting. Like, is does the like, you know, Disney is maybe the biggest company with theme parks but this almost feels like some like more like some b- bigger more on unfa- that like pfizer has theme parks or something yes yeah <laughs> yes it does a big weird nefarious company it's almost closer to comcast and that comcast has oh, a movie yeah, studio yeah. a television network uh internet and cable yeah. uh and phone service uh but if, if i can also um the other thing about this company uh i had never heard about this before and i it was very fascinating to learn about uh, this in South Korea. Uh, Latte is a company called a Chebol, and these are massive conglomerates that are controlled by one person or one family. Mm-hmm. So again, very succession-y. Uh, of course, they this company, there was some money malfeasance. They were raided a few years ago, investigated by authorities. But uh, I watched a Vice documentary called South Korea's Untouchable Families Whoa! Uh, wow. to set that up. Because I, I think Latte, it, it's not even one of the, like, Samsung and Hyundai mm-hmm. are the, like, massive chables. And this one is big, but it is not, the not on that level. And the whole thing is that everyone is proud of these companies for saving the economy. And by saving the economy, I mean in the 1970s, the government just went, all right, you're doing cars, you're doing semiconductors, you're doing, <laughs> right. like, just gave them money and power and stuff. And so, I mean, it's a little comforting to know there's other another country out there like ours where it's just like, oh, there's <laughs> like five big companies that rule your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. With like a particular, like, slightly different lineage and the like, the weird factor of that. They they love this. We owe the Chables everything. And but then in around the time that the founder of Lote starts having problems, like there's a wave of no. Now we're mad at all of them. Now we're gonna try to root out corruption in all of these because not only is there the Lote stuff. After which, yeah. So they decide like, never mind. You don't have to go to jail because you're you're old you're and falling old. apart. Too old for jail. But we are gonna take your daughter. Your daughter's going to jail, and we have some questions for your vice chairman. Uh, and like, oh, questions, really? Yes, I'll be with you in a minute. He commits suicide hours before he is supposed to talk to investigators. So that all is happening. And then Samsung, as you mentioned, Jason, uh, the executive chairman, the, the biggest person in Samsung went to jail around this time and was in jail for years. I missed this entirely. <laughs> yeah. Samsung's a major brand mm-hmm. here. I never heard the story that the guy <laughs> was in jail. And then similar, he was not 
it wasn't an age thing. Just at some point he was pardoned because like you are too important. You have to get out of jail. <laughs> so he is the fourth wealthiest person in South Korea was just in jail for a long time and also separately charged criminally for illegally taking propofol, the drug that killed Michael no. Jackson. Wow. We didn't have to say what well, we know what propofol of is. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conrad Murray heads here. Yes, of course. Um, uh, this is all some fucked up shit. This is crazy. Yeah. And then there's like for every one or two that do go to jail, there's like. 10 more where it's like sentenced to five years commuted to three years probation <laughs> like they <laughs> the craziest one in the vice documentary was the um one of the family members of uh korean air they were in it was she was on a flight she was on a korean air flight she was served macadamia nuts in the bag not on a plate and she demanded they turn the plane around what? <laughs> and they, she and they did and then and they did they did and she kicked off the head flight attendant and she got in real trouble because that that the whole country was like no <laughs> because this is like this is also a major safety hazard you're you're making a massive like 747 or whatever, like do a 180 in the air and come back to the airport. I just want to, like it is a, a blue satin V-neck tunic and pearls that I'm borrowing from somebody, put on the idea of having that much entitlement that yeah. you would ask to turn a plane around because your macadamia nuts are in a bag. I just want to feel that power for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. It would never occur to me that bag is not the ideal setting for macadamia nuts. Yeah. Seems fine. A pecan, perhaps. Those cans with the sharp lids that I'm always worried I'm going to, like, slice my wrist on accidentally. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, if it's, if it's like, a bag is kind of like a peasant's way of eating, you would never want to eat out of a bag if you're, if you're a certain level of society. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I mean, like, Touch a bag. I mean, it crinkles. It's uh, yeah, it's a filthy texture. Now, now I, you know what? I'm against bags now. Yeah, no you know bags what? For me, maybe I. Yeah, I don't want bags either. <laughs> maybe I want everything kind of like in a glass jar or something. Like a glass jar seems like a classier way to do it. Or yeah. a diamond encrusted jar. Mm-hmm. You maybe? know what? Turn this recording studio around. <laughs> we gotta go back. I was gonna say Jason certainly had a fit on a plane about nuts before, but it was he didn't make them turn the plane around. It was just probably they What's weren't. this story? Oh, no, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, oh. I, was just... <laughs> I thought you knew something. No, 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 no. Biscoff cookies. Late. Where's the peanuts? <laughs> yeah. I don't care if kids do have allergies. <laughs> wow. it, it would be funny if there's some viral moment with Jason that you didn't know about. That was online <laughs> where he's throwing a fit about nuts on a plane. It would like it passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, what, no scrapple. <laughs> scrapple not available on this flight. Eight nuts in this Philly. bag at these prices. It was like an early viral video. It was like an E-bombs world viral video. I see it for it's like yeah. 10 been a years couple ago. generations. Right. Of, yeah, you needed WMV to, yeah, yeah. to watch it. Right. Um, I th- I feel like the biggest difference here culturally, like, yeah, we have these mega conglomerates and the ultra powerful families. I, f- I feel like I hear that plane story and I'm like, in America, that would never even make it across our desks. It would be like, yes, sir. Plane turned around. No prob. <laughs> no it, one mad. <laughs> it does seem like there's a shared like consensus, like a shared. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a reality, because they they interviewed some students who were starting either college or getting out of college, and they're like, my three jobs, I would like, I would either like to be at Samsung or Hyundai, or I think it was HK was the other. They were just like fully committed to the hallucination. Wow. To the reality of like, it's very good to work for these companies, and they mm-hmm. do so much good for us, and it's just like, 
oh man, this is bumming me out. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But how different is that than people being like, I want to work at Google. I want to work at Meta. No, it's really yeah, not. Yeah. That's the thing. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we just have the issue that our companies like crash and burn and turn over <laughs> more frequently. Oh yeah, <laughs> these ones have been caked in. Sure. For, yeah, uh, we got one. We got one weird bank uh, up in Silicon Valley, and our phones might, uh, our apps might stop working on Monday <laughs> because of the weird bank or whatever. Is that mm-hmm. right? Wait, that's between now and when? No, the no, that was during this. that was like a month or two. Oh, ago. we put, we like, passed the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. That bank that failed, yeah. That yeah. was going to end our apps? Well, it was just like, oh, a bunch of companies do payroll through this bank. So, like, everyone oh. at Vox is not getting paid next week. Jesus mm. Christ. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it is It is interesting because it's like everything is propaganda, but it makes it feel more like this place is propaganda then as well, where it's like, you like us as a company, and here's how much you like us. You're going to go on our rides now, and it will make you like us more. Mm-hmm. Nothing like the American totally companies that we totally talk different. about week after week. <laughs> totally different. 100% different. That's right. ori- it wasn't like the original Tomorrowland was just little exhibits from different companies that were killing people <laughs> That's with right. chemicals and lead paint. It was pure. It was The intention it was, was pure. pure there, not to advertise uh, Monsanto. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's it. Like, do you know any of this going into this place or is it just, hey, there's a weird theme park next door? I just know, hey, there's a weird theme park. But you start to get a sense that it's very unusual when you arrive. And this park is in Seoul. Like, you can take the subway to it. We took an Uber to it. It's not like the hassle of going to Disney or something sure, like sure. that where mm-hmm. it's in LA, but not really in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually better yeah. planned than yeah. any of our theme parks. Yeah, It's right there. And when you show up, I thought we were in the wrong place because it's just a mall is what you see. Like you get dropped off. There's this giant archway, a huge clock. And then you walk in and it is a mall. It, there's a Chanel and there's a 7-Eleven. And I kept thinking we must be in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. we're walking through this mall of just normal stores. But every so often you see something weird that's like, oh, okay, there's um, a mural that looks like it's from ancient Greece on a column. But it's a little cat girl and she's holding a staff and she has a bow. And you're like, that's a little abnormal. And I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. And there's a guy named Donkey Digger. There's all these, you know, characters. Uh, Maurice, and he's dressed like a Roman emperor. He's a pig. He's got a little mustache. He's uh-huh. holding a bunch of grapes. And and you're going through this mall, and you're just going down and down and down. Is kind of my recollection. You're like you're going, I, I, like through escalators and stairs, and thinking we must be off. And then you go through a doorway, and just like kind of boom, you realize that you are in a theme park, and the theme park is in the mall, uh-huh. and it's like structured. Mall-ish. Like you can stand on the railings and look down. Kind of imagine like a maybe like a four-story spiral where you're, you know, at the bottom looking up. You can just see all the rings of the theme park unveil itself to you like a seashell at once. Interesting. Did it feel at all? Because watching videos, it it almost reminded me of like Vegas, like the mall parts of Vegas. Like it seems similar where it's like there's like, you know, a sky painted on the ceiling and then there's a very expensive clothing store. But then you go and you're you can roller coaster mere feet away. Right, right. Yeah, it definitely has that well, it has that sound, like the Vegas sound, where you know everything mm-hmm. is just noisy and overlapping. Yes. There's no store stores, like normal stores once you get inside the park of the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh there's no like Chanel in the park. There's just stores <laughs> where you can buy, you know, ears for mascots who didn't seem like they played a big role. I couldn't find stories of the mascots anywhere. But like <laughs> I bought a pair of fox ears that had a cactus in the middle of them. 
Whoa. Yeah. And I don't know who that was. But yeah, it was a nice little cactus, like a succulent type. And my boyfriend bought Dalmatian ears. Uh, My friend bought a cat that had a polka dot bow. Um, And then what you start to see is like just tons of overlapping chaos. Because since it's not a theme park structured around a narrative or like the fairy tales like we have in Disneyland in particular, it's kind of just structured around ideas of things that make you feel like you're somewhere else. So there's... Mm -hmm. Ancient Greek kind of things, Egyptian things, French looking areas. A lot of ancient Egypt is kind of the main mm-hmm. theme. A like, lot of that. Yeah. A yeah, lot of ancient like Egypt. Ride, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah. But all of them kind of clash in, especially if you have a view of this whole massive like arena sized atrium you're seeing like 20 different themes all uh, jammed next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all just sort of. Right on top of each other in a way that's overwhelming, but kind of magical because everywhere you look is just something fascinating and strange. You know, a a pharaoh next to a robotic dinosaur. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is pretty cool. I was going to say, like, that's the the, we're always like, look, we're always so upset when things aren't like separated in theme parks. You know, we don't want like this. They talk about like sight lines. You know, if you can see. A Comcast building in Universal while you're in Harry Potter or Mario, it's upsetting, you know, to theme park fans. But also if it's like there's themes overlapping, you want everything sort of contained. But this does seem interesting. Literally everything on top of each other, you can see it all at once. That almost maybe is good in my mind. I haven't been there, obviously, but maybe I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the mall aspect very much. And that you get get a giant mall walk before you're even... I... The... Like... The indoor nature, I'm I'm deciding how I feel about it. I feel like in Japan, I got to do a lot of cool, packed, hyperactive indoor environments. But there is something still like unsettling about it to me. I don't know. Was the did you feel anything off about the the indoor nature? Well. As a very pale person who sunburns and gets sweaty and Korea is really hot in the summer, I loved it. I, <laughs> okay, li- I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, it's disorienting because you look up. It feels very brightly lit in there, but you look up and there's these hot air balloons running around the ceiling, but they're like light up rides that are st- attached to the ceiling on a track. Mm, so wow. you can take a hot air balloon and just sort of go around the entire upper part of the park and you can oh. look down. There's a there's like um, an ice skating rink. So you can watch people ice skating in the summer while you're up on this hot air balloon that's on the roof. Mm, that sounds wow. good. Wow. Yeah. That Another sounds like if CityWalk had like a people mover on the top of it, yeah. wouldn't that be awesome? Because sure. then we could see CityWalk from above. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what we want. Take in all the beauty. And I'm going to say like I'm a big fan of the indoor mall theme park. Like what, One of my favorite places I've ever been to in my life is Kazakhstan because their weather is either like extremely hot or extremely cold. Where I was, it's like very high up on the steps. Um and so most of their stuff is designed to be taken place indoors. And one of their malls is shaped like a yurt. And inside this yurt, it also has just like roller coasters kind of going around the top. Whoa. And then also a beach with like imported sand from the Maldives and mm. water that you can soak in. Wow. It's incredible. Oh my God. Like everywhere you this. go is just amazing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours.
Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Jeez, that's nuts. Have you been to Mall of America ever? Yeah, I have. Also ah. a fan of that? Yeah. Well, yeah, with the cheese curds. I don't know why we can't get cheese curds in them in Los Angeles. So I've never had the cheese. I've never been to Mall of America, first of all, but I've had cheese curds, I think. Where they're like just deep like, fried and mm-hmm. all squiggly, yeah. and it's like when you bite into them, they yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They, they make a sound. They like, yeah. They're squeaky. Really? Yeah. Oh. Thank you for backing me up on that. Yeah. <laughs> have you had Jason good cheese curds in yeah, Los Angeles? Yeah, I have. There because uh, near where my mom lives, there is a uh, very nice cheese shop run by oh, Mennonites. On the East Coast. Yeah, on the East Coast. And they do sell both cheese curds, and they also sell deep fried cheese curds, and they it is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's like artery clogging, but it's delicious. I've had them here somewhere, and I don't remember where, and it's, they were okay. It's catching on as like a bar food, like fried pickles. I feel like mm. uh, more and more sports bars. I feel like have them on the menu. Canada, like a lot of that too. Yeah, of cheese curds. Yeah, yeah. Did I you mean, have them there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not my deal, but I'm glad I tried. <laughs> Okay. I want to imagine they're good because we all carry around cheese sticks like there's something healthy. Yeah. So sure, I don't see sure. really the difference between a cheese curd. It's just you, you peel the cheese stick apart. You have these little curls. Sure. Oh, yeah, and then right. you get to put your hand in there and it's really fun. Why don't I like the word? I think curd is, Curds. Uh, is, is weird to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like curdle? Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah it reminds me of the process, the right. industrial nature of it. Blood curdling scream. Yeah, maybe. yeah, is yeah. That yeah it's close to some more negative words. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Yeah, but yeah. it's just cheese plops. <laughs> Gone plops. Cheese plops. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make you think of anything else. <laughs> Not me. No. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> All right. We'll think of well, the cutify plop, and then we got cheese it. drops. Oh, sure. When somebody has a blood curdling scream, does that mean that the person screaming is having their blood curdle, or that it curdles? the blood of the people who hear it oh hmm. Hmm. Blood curling. I think that's the quality of the scream would suggest that it makes people's blood curdle in the vicinity yeah i think so right well, it how could does make blood the... curdle uh it's a good question that i've <laughs> broken this phrase apart yeah i don't know the answer <laughs> to that what is that biological process <laughs> mm, yeah how do you curdle blood hmm yeah does it blood does something curd. literally happen does it like uh blood curdens curd thicken Become right, more probably. of a gravy texture. I guess it would kill somebody if your blood curdled. Yeah, yeah. If all of it did. Right. At once. Yeah. So if it's a blood curdling scream, it could make the screamer curdle and it could make everyone around them curdle. So it's sort of like a self-inflicted banshee wound? Hmm. Mm. Yes. yes. Okay. Wait, so wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Banshee wound is very specific. Because the scream of a banshee would, <laughs> would kill. kill. Yeah, it kills you, right? Kill or wound or maim at least. Yeah. yeah. But oh. could, what, what, does a banshee scream curdle blood or does it do something else? Does it like blow out something in your brain or you have an aneurysm or something? Because it's so loud. As somebody a little Irish, I feel like I should know this. Mm. Well, Jason and I uh, don't know anything other than we know that the X-Man Banshee. Yeah, I've been thinking about Banshee <laughs> and his daughter, Siren, who also has they similar power They both have similar set. screaming yeah. powers, and we know that that can just hurt. They, I think they can adjust the level of scream, so they could just stun their yeah, opponents. Yeah, they can use it to stun. They use it to fly. Yes, they can don't also scream. Uh, yeah, we don't know exactly how it works, but they have like little wings on their costume, and they fly with the scream as well. Yeah. I wonder if they screamed at a cow, if they could curdle the milk inside the cow and then they could make the cheese curds. This is this is a good idea. <laughs> 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 this is a myth buster. Uh, 
Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a very good. Damage. I like the unique use of powers because uh, uh, I'm sure that's never been done before in the comics, and it's been 70 years of whatever, 50 years of X Men. How sure. many years? Uh, many, very many years. 60. Uh, uh, yeah, 60. I think. I think like this 60. Year, yeah. If you guys don't know this, then. Who, well, who will? It's, just, it's the late 60s, right? I just watched an anniversary live stream and I don't remember the number plastered all over it. <laughs> we don't want to remember because it will say how old we are. Like it reminds us how long we've been looking at oh. these comics. So you just you want to hear like X-Men is X-Men. 15 years. 15 years of the X-Men. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's also going to get overshadowed cuz 1963 is the first Avengers too and they're like, you know, they're going to get all the love cuz they made so much money they're so popular you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. right everyone loves the avengers the yeah. biggest event of 1963 was the <laughs> starting of the avengers mm-hmm. yeah of course the most for, lasting the yeah, most maybe, important you know, event actually. in film maybe you know <laughs> <laughs> can't wait bring them on for- <laughs> <laughs> you, i think you've written before you want uh, three times the amount of Marvel movies coming out of the year. You said it's not enough. It was the headline on one of your articles. I'm just very excited that I feel like when I look at the landscape, they are dying and it's wonderful. They sure. are definitely dying out and it is time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because even if like, I well, don't know. Comics, I have the comics. I still have the comics I wrote when I was a kid. So I'm not like, if the movies go away, it's okay. They're also, not going to go away, but if they go away, it's okay. Also, like, if they don't go away, just, like, something else, too, I think is the... I think it's the cultural monopoly that is of the, course. the irritating. If they were to keep doing that in their corner, but also there's lots of other more inventive the only, movies to check out. The only thing that uh, uh, Marty Scorsese said, which made me more excited about the movies, is he called them theme park rides. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, <laughs> he's he, right. More, more. What he intended as an insult. I know. Um, yeah, Little did he know that the, the that's the Marty. That's the problem that we're not getting enough theme park attractions right. of these movies. We they want... all get delayed and cut. And... E ticket. We want more e tickets, Marty. Well, and Mike, that was a little like Carol Burnett telling you on her ear. That was a little message to you because your friends you call him Marty. Like you're you're well, of course, yeah, me and Marty, mm-hmm. yeah, just like Marty Short, Marty, Marty Short. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I don't know if you know this. We're friends, so I say Marty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very casual. Uh, thing. Um, well, I think okay to go back to your journey into. Uh, uh, getting through the rungs of this uh, multi-tier. What is it? Like, it's four stories, This th- the theme park part? Yeah, it's four stories. And if you took a different turn in the mall, you could go to an aquarium that's on a different side that I never saw. <laughs> or there's also, like, a like a folk museum, which wow. I yes. didn't get to. But I think it's sort of uh, mannequins of different clothing periods throughout Korean history. Something like that is maybe my guess. Wow. And this, yeah, the, the entire... <laughs> property by the way yeah there's the ice game. there's a classical concert hall yeah. in this facility too it is the it is the largest cinema in asia which boasts the biggest non-imax screen on earth like the biggest mm. regular <laughs> screen 35 millimeter so that's just, there's a lot of biggest throughout this entire because that skyscraper also is like the highest observation deck mm-hmm. and this is the uh, lote world is the biggest indoor theme park right. and like just uh, biggest record breaking throughout this thing well the ice skating rink is huge mm-hmm. it's got a giant glass ceiling a few stories above that letting in all this natural light but then there's so many parts, like watching videos, there's so many parts of this park that feel very intimate, again, because of the low ceilings. There's like gift shops or some attractions where it's just like normal room size ceiling. Yeah, normal. It, they have a, a Panda Express there if you get hungry. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's sort of like being in a mall Panda Express, except 
it's classier. It's sort of brown, nice wood, oh, a little okay. beige. It's got a, a sign that says like established 1983. It had two giant stuffed pandas in the front. So that it's it's just really? a little bit of like normal inside sure. did, of the chaos. Did you eat there? Yeah, I did. I went to um, the first thing we did is when we got there, we had ice creams at this place called the Pharaoh Snack because that was right by our first ride. Mm -hmm. And we got giant soft serve cones. I feel like mine was grape or raspberry. I can't remember because we found out very quick that the lines were short, which I've have heard online that the lines are like crazy long. But when we were there, there was almost no wait at all. So I bought an ice cream thinking we were going to be in line. And then immediately they're like, you're on the ride and you can't have that ice cream. So all of us were just holding ice cream <laughs> and we shoved them completely into our mouths. Uh, it got through it, which is fine. Um, but the meal that we had was from a place um, that specialized in hot dogs. And so, you know, they have like the plastic hot dogs outside. So you can pick which one you wanted. And I got this one called the white snowing. Whoa. And it was covered in a white cream that I believe was garlic because they have a hot dog also called like the crunchy garlic. Mm -hmm. And so it had all of that, but then also just powder that I think might have been Parmesan cheese. It was a little bit hard to distinguish, right. but it was beautiful. They, uh, My friend <laughs> wow. got like the bulgogi dog, which was gorgeous. They had like one that had uh, kind of the rice cakes, I think, on it. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. These are yeah. extremely innovative hot dogs, an area where often... I find innovation is uh, lacking. Uh, yeah, well, lacking, but also then you try innovation and it's uh, not well executed and unwanted on my part. Yes, that's true. I mean, those uh, hot dogs of the month at that one Disney bar. Those, that, we went those to, all bad news. We went to Disney. We did an episode last year and we ate every hot dog at Disneyland. Oh, they're yeah. all the same base dog, basically, and then they just throw a lot of crap. And you end up just like not basics, even. more so. But these sound like these sound like they may have mind blowing. These are good. These sound like good I mean, conversation they, pushing forward. They're hot much dogs. more innovative yeah. than the ones Disney had. Well, uh, yeah, Korea is the innovator of hot dogs, right? right. Corn yes. dogs, right? In corn Their dogs, corn dogs are very intense. That is that is a true thing about Korea. I don't mm -hmm. think I know this. Oh yeah, like if you go even here to the Koreatown Mall, it's like a fifth and western they mm -hmm. have a really good corndog place it's like got the studded french fries that are embedded in it the really textural kind of modern art looking hot corndogs whoa yeah doughboys just great. did a place i forget what it was they just reviewed a place uh um i should look it up but yeah uh, uh when i wasn't even really that familiar with the corn dog phenomenon hmm. uh, yeah there's a whole world i mean korea is just really innovative I feel mm -hmm. like that will be one of the, the well actually no now I'm going to take that completely back because everything in Latte World is such a direct rip of Disney that oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it's enchanting it's enchanting it, it, it's yeah it is strange how stuff is either like oh that is a gag directly from the Indiana Jones uh -huh. ride but then there's other things where it's like yeah this is so much of everything uh, you can't say it's a rip off because it just is all things, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's such a mashup. And like you should say that, you know, Shin himself, the founder of Lotte World, has kind of a history of taking things and making them his own. Like there was this huge fight when he was getting the candy company off the ground where, um, you know, Pocky, the chocolate dip sticks. Mm -hmm. Sure. They accused him of stealing the idea of Pocky to make his own company, which he calls Pepero. They're also just chocolate dipped sticks. <laughs> okay. Huge fights back and forth. And he wound up winning because he, I believe, blocked Pocky from being sold in Korea. Whoa. Yeah. That feels and then fair. he formed a holiday called Pepero Holiday, which is a holiday in Korea where everybody <laughs> buys his and gives them back to each other. So he's, wow. He's, I, could, I feel like we could just say he stole Pocky. Yeah. Probably. Like he's yeah. not going to, his ghost isn't going to sue me, but 
yeah, steals it, makes it his own, becomes incredibly successful. Wow, that's Jeez. hell of a move also. Like start it that we're, all right, it's M&M day in America and you have to <laughs> buy M&Ms right, right. and exchange them with others. That's interesting, even just about like copyright, whatever, like food. Like I'm, I'm, I should look into it because it's interesting to me how like you can sell the same cereal and just call it something else. And it's like a little bit different. Like it just tastes a little bit off of like Rice Krispies and just call it like crispy piece, crispy pieces, not crispy pieces. That sounds bad, but. Uh, uh, there's got to be a better. You're not allowed to stare at you until you think of one. Call yeah. Chris, Krispies with a C, <laughs> and then like a Z at the end. Yeah, well, Krispies. Like the store brand of Frosted Flakes is sometimes called Frosted Flakes because it's just a description of what you're selling. I think. Oh, that's interesting. There, there's one or two where it's just like the, they get away with the same name because it's just a phrase. That's interesting. Oh wow! I mean, I wonder if there is. You know, like, there's a movie that just came out, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. If, like, mm. does Kellogg say, like, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes and the possessive makes yeah. it singular I think them? that's right. That movie also, like, it doesn't, that's one that doesn't feel like a real movie. <laughs> I guess, because I feel like, doesn't, hasn't Guy Ritchie had, like, two or three movies out lately? And yeah. this feels like a Faith Flicks movie or whatever. He had Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, I think yes. was what it was called. Sure. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, and this, this is very serious, but it's actually pretty good. Oh, Covenant. Good. Yeah, I was okay. startled. I had to review it, and I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's wow. really effective. It's okay. very flawed, but powerful. Oh, okay. I, I was proud of Guy Ritchie. It's getting over the top positive reviews because everybody's like, I can't believe Guy Ritchie made a good film. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the film that he did with Madonna? We just watched that at a summer Oh, party. Swept Away? Swept no, away. I've never seen that. I was trying to explain that to my girlfriend recently because she was talking about Madonna's uh, boyfriend or husband or something. I was like, but she divorced Guy Ritchie along swept away and just her eyes glazed over while I was trying to revive like no swept away remember it was real bomb for both of their careers it's wild like I love Madonna so I'm coming into this from that direction yeah but when you watch that movie you just think he hates his wife like he hates her <laughs> she's never been filmed to be unattractive in the way that that film shoots her to be unattractive. Wow. <laughs> Even when her character is supposed to be hot, he films her like she's a witch hmm. and it's just hostile and mean and everything about her is terrible in a, and in a way that has no in warmth to it at all. And it's not supposed to be, I think as bad as it is. It's just, it's just, it's, it's so toxic when you watch it. Wow. And I can't believe that she didn't like divorce him as soon as she saw the first daily. <laughs> Just and maybe she never saw one. <laughs> no, actually, uh, no more room in this theater. I see some chairs. No, don't worry about it. That is how <laughs> recently I was like, this person's wife is in this movie and they've been written to be the meanest character I've ever seen. <laughs> now I want to take a guess. I feel like I have a guess. Mm, go ahead. Is it Judd Apatow? Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's, that's not. Not. That's not what I was thinking. That's not what I was thinking about. But that's interesting. <laughs> well, no, Judd writes all these great moments where his wife gets to have uh, fake sex with, with many Rudd. of Hollywood's yes. hottest of leading course. men. So there <laughs> I'm you go. not sure what that one says. That's a trade-off. <laughs> the character might be mean, but at least there's a hunk involved. So that's good. And none, of, neither of these instances, though, are when like someone. Uh, they make themselves very ugly or very mean or they're going through such struggle to try and win an award. It's not that presentation. It's definitely not that. Okay. It's definitely not that. It's definitely that. It's like she could be, you know, because part of the story is about like she's marooned on this desert island with just this hunk uh, who she's mean to relentlessly, so mean to him, and then he's mean back. Hmm. But she's in full sunlight. 
And he somehow figures out how to shoot her so that her face is covered in wrinkles. And he's like, that's going to be hard what? to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A beautiful woman on the beach. Yes. How do you arrange it with the worst, harshest? Who's the hunk? Uh, it's this guy whose dad played the hunk in the original version of it because it's based on like a Lena Wertmuller film from mm-hmm. the 70s that's supposed mm-hmm. to be about toxic masculinity and domination. And it's a really tricky, brutally ugly film. And I like the idea that Madonna and Guy Ritchie were probably watching this movie like in his movie theater and mm-hmm. talking about <laughs> it or because I don't know why else you'd make this movie. And then had the idea to do it, and then it was just cruel and punishing and terrible. But they watched art house films together, is my theory, which is lovely. Oh. It mm. makes them feel yeah. like me and my boyfriend watching Criterion, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and if you picked one and said, let's let's do yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, they got the son of the guy from the first movie to be the guy in this movie. I don't oh, think wow. he really ever oh, made that weird. many other films. That's, That's a really thing. strange guess. Yeah, I've never seen this. You know what I else in terms know. of, I guess, I don't maybe there's something up with Guy Ritchie's eye, because maybe it's just me. I thought that his presentation of Will Smith's genie looked really ugly and weird. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I forget. I forget that, like, yeah. that, that happened, that we saw it, that we did an episode on we it. Went to a theater. Yeah. To, why, we uh, reviewed it for the show. Yes. Right, that's right what, before yeah. you couldn't go to, th- that was one of those, oh, like, yeah. now you can't go to a movie theater. And before, we could just, like, waste time on this. Mm-hmm. We saw, we paid money. We visited a place to watch that. There, I have a lot of positive memories from 2019. For whatever reason, that one doesn't bubble to the top. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, okay. Uh, theme park away. Okay. So now we've gotten your, your, you had to down a, a popsicle uh, um, later on. You had some events of hot dogs. Uh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but now you're, okay. You were talking, uh, rides. Let's get into rides a little bit. What, what mm-hmm. was the what was that first one you were about to go on? Yeah, the first one that we went on uh, was a ride called Pharaoh's Fury. Yeah. Yes. And Pharaoh's Fury is probably the showpiece ride there. Mm-hmm. It's like a mm-hmm. really elaborate one. And it is just uh, you enter like it is the Indiana Jones ride. You know, there's fair, there's a uh, hieroglyphs everywhere, really setting the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get into a Jeep. The Jeep has a steering wheel that you could pretend like you're driving. And it even kind of kicks in with a little blast of like the John Williams horns. But Mm -hmm. it's all Egyptian themed and you're just kind of driving around and there's like crocodiles and dragons and like the blasting air dart kind of gun thing from Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. and creepy shadows on the walls. And I swear as I was riding it, I I felt like we were taking the same turns and drops as the actual Indiana Jones ride. Like it didn't just feel like it was taking the idea idea of it it Mm -hmm. really felt like somehow they had a blueprint a blueprint of the track (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's you can't copyright a little little shape you could you can't copyright a road shape yeah but it really felt like it had those same kind of veers there's a part where you think this giant thing is going to fall on top of you sort of like the Mm -hmm. rolling boulder and it plummets down it pretends like it's crumbling around you so you start hurrying and jerking back and forth (laughs) and you know the whole theme park is really obsessed with the color neon purple. So there's a lot of like neon purple lighting and stuff to make it feel a little distinctive. But yeah, it felt like it felt like I guess it felt like the Indiana Jones ride. This ride is to the Indiana Jones ride as like if you were in the 80s and a kid wearing like a mask of Indiana Jones was trick or treating at your door. <laughs> That's sort of what it felt like. <laughs> or I guess maybe it would be like if Harrison Ford was trick or treating at your door and he was wearing a mask of Aladdin 
Right? Yes. Sort of like that. So you're, you're confused, no, mainly. Confused. <laughs> <It's> yeah. a, <laughs> that's the effect. But it was awesome, honestly, wow. to like be in a mall and then be on this ride. And I still don't quite understand, even having been there, where all the track is in the mall. Because you just mm. see the entrance from kind of the archway of it, and it's just there. And I don't know where the track goes. It feels like a magic trick. Like you just sort of disappear into a portal. Yeah. I, I can't remotely think of the physical layout of this place and how it works. Because every ride through I watch, like, how do they have that too? Wait, so this this ride goes way up into the rafters, but then mm -hmm. also there's a rapid ride. I don't know if I've ever seen an indoor rapid ride. So where the hell does that go? And then there's a whole, like, underworld area. And... I don't like my mind is boggled by thinking of how this all fits into. You have one to place. like build the structure, knowing all that was. You can't like add on as much. It feels like that. Seemingly, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Disney can add on because it's land and it's outdoors. This ride, uh, you mentioned Indiana Jones. There's a a moment. There's a gag they do in this where you're in a dark section. There's bugs on the walls yeah. and the headlights flicker on. Mm -hmm. That is one for one <laughs> from Indiana exactly. Jones. Yes. But that said, there's a moment in this ride where you're going into a big statue of Pharaoh's mouth at some point, and there's like a projection above you that like draws the eyes up, and then there's a roller coaster style drop. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. Oh, that... it reminded me of the boulder drop. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I but it okay, yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, it does that similar gimmick where it draws your eye up and then the drop is below you. Hmm. And I will say there's a lot of rides here that are focused on going in and out of people's mouths. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw this crazy clown train mm -hmm. kind of situation. Fantasy you, dream? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did that you is, go on that? That's my favorite ride. Oh, I was going to save it for the last one. Oh, we can, can talk save about it, it. Also, oh. up to, up to oh. you. Um, if you want to build to it. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about it. I, I, I do want to say really quick. Um, so we're talking about the indoor part of the mall, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know until the very end, maybe an hour before the park closed, that there was an outside part of the mall, that there's <laughs> this place called Magic Island which is connected to it. And when you exit through the bottom of the mall, I think it was, then it opens up and you're like, oh, there's, you know, Sleeping Beauty's castle. And it just is the castle, but it's all lit up. And yeah. I've seen like online call it Magic Castle, but what we saw there, I think it just said Hotel Castle on the sign <laughs> from my pictures. Um, but yeah, it is just the castle all lit up. Um, yeah. And, and then, then it is so, that is the most yeah, Disney yeah. World <laughs> ripoff aspect of this by far. Yeah. They did a good job. It's, uh, it's there's very worse passive. ripoff thing. I've yes, seen worse Disney ripoff theme parks. In like a bandit. I'm, I don't, I, I need to like try to catalog where are all of the weird ripoff castles? Cause I know there's like an abandoned one mm -hmm. in China. Yeah. But I don't know the deal with that. But yeah, this is a, this is a thriving, vibrant. Disney World ripoff castle. Well, the weirdest thing about it is when you get to the castle part, there's all these photos everywhere and they actually are stills from the Disney Snow White, like stills from the actual <laughs> Disney Snow White. And wow. that's where I don't know how they get away with it. Yeah. There's also like kind of a really creepy looking mannequin of Snow White that doesn't look like Snow White in the slightest, just sort of lying in a bed, you know, as though she's knocked out unconscious. But yeah, several stills of just straight up Disney Snow White. Mm -hmm. That's the part that's the most audacious. I'm proud of them. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, but it is this part of the park where Fantasy Dream is, the greatest ride. And by the time we got there, the park was closing. So we rode this road th ride three times in a row by ourselves. It was oh the greatest God. thing I've ever been on in my life. Awesome. Wow. It's that great. Okay, okay, great, great. I I stumbled across this in the this is the 
the YouTube channel Attractions 360 that has a lot of great ride throughs. Mm -hmm. They just called their title for it was Unique and Creepy Dark Train Ride. <laughs> um, uh, accurate? Is that too? Is that too harsh? Do you love it more than that title? That doesn't sound like anything I went on. Wow. It's, it's, it's not creepy. Okay, maybe it's a little creepy. It's not dark. It is like. It's like being inside an electric crayon box and it's not unique at all because it's just it's a small world, but redone with candy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With yeah. the latte yeah. candy, the famous right. candy. It's a, it's a nod to the roots. That's great. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of I feel like the, the, the count to me was like there are 200 alive lollipops mm -hmm. and candy canes and flowers and flowers and flowers yeah it the the candy connection makes a lot more sense why the ending of this ride spoiler alert is just a mini candy amusement park <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's amazing and like yeah. it starts off kind of janky there's like this you go into a clown's mouth but there's also this hand-painted clown on the wall that looks like it's from the 60s like this park opened in 89, I think, but yeah. the painting mm -hmm. and the font looks like 1960s. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of wild west and neon orange. There's a lollipop who looks like he's under arrest and a clown is a very classic <laughs> clown kind of yelling at him. And, and and then, yeah, you go into this clown's mouth and there's all this, these Willy Wonka-esque neon tubes, like rainbow mm -hmm. tubes kind of coming Like in the boat you. ride type? Yeah, like yeah. in the boat yeah. ride type, yeah. Wonka, yeah. Yeah, so you're going through that and it kind of twists and turns and you're in this little train car. And then just like stuff gets going on a grand scale. Mm -hmm. you, you go through this marsh where there's an Aladdin-ish wizardy looking guy. But then these doors open and it's just like instant flowers and mushrooms. It's, it's you know, in Roger Rabbit, when he enters Toontown, mm -hmm. oh. that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's just singing at you about, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's about how great candy is, but mm -hmm. I don't speak Korean, <laughs> which, you know, it really cuts down on understanding a lot of the mythology of everything happening in this park. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's like bees who are inside giant mushrooms and they pop out at you and they're playing trumpets. There's random <laughs> little bits of actual fuzzy stuffed animals that kind of don't go against the shiny plasticine texture of everything else. Oh like, yeah, look at this mm -hmm. scary cat with yeah. dilated eyes. Yeah. Like, this is, this is got very upset to be alive. On, like uh, she's cooking. Yeah, kind of a Mr. Rogers, like a cousin of whatever that cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forget the name. There's a yeah. room with a lot of colored spheres and a very large man I don't know if he's supposed to be a genie or wizard. Yeah, this yeah, guy. this guy. It's like these beautiful colored like orbs. Yeah, which guy? Can I see him? He's uh, sort of genie-ish. Oh yeah, big oh, thick yeah. beard. Yeah, very robust beard. But that that's at the scary. beginning of the ride, and towards the end of the ride, there's like a Merlin-like figure, and if you squint, it's like, wait, that's a large Merlin, but it's also a fox. <laughs> it's a large fox. He's cute, I think. I like this fox Merlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's cute. This is really like, I, I feel like as a kid, I wanted a Candyland ride really badly. And I don't feel like, mm. is there a good American candy-based ride? I don't think so. Or am not, I, am I, not Hershey's Chocolate World? I mean, you're not getting like the, the color yeah, that's what I'm, out that's, of that. This guess, gives you like, uh, you know, gumdrops and jelly beans and lollipops. Which is what I, that. we've talked about before. I was not a chocolate kid. I was a, a multicolored candy nerd, sprees, tartan tinies kid. So this feels like fulfilling that promise. Yeah, there's kind of a part in the ride that feels like it's covered in Smarties. Mm -hmm. It looks to me, to me, it looked like Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. But cool. I th yeah, I think it's definitely supposed to represent the Smarty landscape. Yes. This yeah. is, yeah, this is my dream, my childhood dream of like a candy land that you can visit. Is this the best candy ride? 
Listeners, if you have been somewhere with a better candy ride, let us know. But yeah. it seems like maybe I don't think this is going to be the hottest take in the world. This might be the best candy ride. Might be the best candy ride. I don't know because like what what are the other Hershey, uh, Reese's Cup challenge at Hershey World or whatever? But yeah. that's still like I don't know. It's yeah. a shooter and it's not as yeah. magical. Chocolate's a little rough, I think, because you're dealing in brown and brown's a little dark. It's and not as like, fun. You you have to put colorful costumes on top of the brown chocolate characters. Yeah, you have to give the but like a a brightly an every color in the rainbow candy ride well, it's vibrant there, already there is chocolate in this ride right 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 oh but sure pockets of it, but oh please include it yeah. certainly like yeah. candy like candy kisses yeah. naked hershey's kisses yeah there's a really there's like a there's a crazy i think i think this little this little kiss is high i think yeah <laughs> he's going nuts he's on a trip uh this is i think just watching a video of it on one end of the spectrum of like this is the strangest ride I have ever seen. The other end of the spectrum uh, is this ride. Um, is it pronounced Vipa Salt Kraken? Vipa Salt Kraken. Oh, the yeah, one yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, in, this, in the nether, where, where is that? Uh, where was that again? I've already forgotten where this, the ride. This is. This one is in Europe, and it's based on a beloved like drama series, like uh, House on the Prairie, Anne of Green Gables, kind of drama series but it's a ride based on very mundane events i've seen this ride yeah i don't mm-hmm. know why i've watched a youtube of this ride but it's, I have. It's got, perhaps through eva i know she was she was repping this after we talked about it i maybe. believe i think it's i was weird. watching a movie that or i heard a reference to the story it was based on as well like what a beloved story it is it yeah was Astrid, like holland or something it was swedish is that, i'm sorry i was right yeah because yeah. it was a it was a tv movie or a show astrid it was Lindgren. a limited series tv TV, right. uh, TV series or yeah, limited TV show that was very uh, beloved and heartwarming from the writer of Pippi Longstock. It's a yeah. theme Astrid park Lindgren. all based on Lindgren? Pippi Longstocking's uh, that. And of course, work. the the story Carlson on the Roof. Oh, that's right. also yeah, written yeah. by this author <laughs> <laughs> with a K though, not a C. So that's all the way at the end of one spectrum because it's strange. There's a ride and it's very mundane of like. Well, we've got to get home. It's almost time for dinner. Like, and then there's <laughs> this where it's like, well, there's a magical creature, and then you go through the candy cane uh, amusement park, and then there's a wizard. Like, this is just so much of everything. It is, and it takes this twist right at the end where you're going through just delirious, happy candy. Everybody has their hands up. They're screaming. There's a lot of black light. Every, all the candy canes seem drunk. And then right at the very end, when you look to the left, there's a bunch of candy behind jail bars. <laughs> Whoa. And it just, they look sad. There's, they definitely appealed Hershey's Kisses back there. And I was watching the video I took with my boyfriend on like our you know, second or third ride. And I just heard my boyfriend say in the saddest voice, why are the, why aren't the presents, wait, what is it? He said, why aren't the presents escaping from prison? Because there are also little wrapped gifts there, too. But yeah, they're all just behind these bars. And there's a sad, very overfed looking dragon on the other side. So it's almost like don't have too much candy or keep away from candy or this or, candy misbehaved could, and it deserves uh, to be eaten. Or But is this maybe the candy that they've like somehow like litigated out of the country? Or yeah, like that's them, the Pocky company. Right, that's Don't like Pocky. Eat the <laughs> disgraceful. So he's like candy. punishing the candy that he's been able. Or what's the gentleman's name who ran it or, or owned it? Yeah, yeah. Like so, he's just yeah. Maybe these are representations of the candy he has put out of business in the country. They're they're being detained. He's holding them right. in a cell unless they give up and say, "Where well, right, we will not try to do business in right. your country." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any. 
I don't know if there's been an interview with the Imagineers who did this. <laughs> wow. I mean, I lo- I'd like, you know, it's it's rare, but a common component of a lot of the most fun, weird, dark rides, especially, is is uh, punishment uh, mm-hmm. stakes. Uh, you know, it's Mr. Toad, obviously, you go to hell. There's, there's a dark side to your actions. In this, it's not all fun candy land. Some of the candies have to be in jail. <laughs> or it's the Caribbean is jail. I really love that Sanrio... Land? Boat ride. Oh yeah, yeah. Where the character Bad Bats Maru uh, is—I forget what he's up to. Uh, he's of, a peeping Tom, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's, he's trying a to like. Pervert. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to like take a peek at something he's not supposed to see, and then later in the ride, he's getting punished. He gets spanked in the ride, mm-hmm. and this is the kind of weird. I like. I love every one of these rides with punishment in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is needs to be a recurring theme more often. Yeah. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, there was a photo op in the mall where you could pretend to be in jail as well. And there are these two giant toddlers in it. Like kind of you sort of the I guess they look like the kid in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But it was ah. like dangerous oversized toddlers with teeth sticking out in jail uniforms. <laughs> oh my Almost God. like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, but like toddlers. Yeah. And the lack of context of knowing if these are characters from the Latte universe, which really doesn't seem like they had on. If like the people weren't labeled on the way in. Right. Like Maurice, I wouldn't have had any idea mm-hmm. that there was a story. Yeah. Do they do live things? anywhere else? Is there Are there like, uh, are there TV shows in the, the Latte verse? Yeah. Uh, I mean, seem like I'm it. so curious, like, because these characters are on the uh, front of the website, and I love the look of these characters. Um, but they're all dressed in like school outfits. Like, are these, sort of, the, are these the primaries? I if that's the donkey. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that they're must the primaries. Be donkey digger. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these characters a little bit, mm-hmm. starting with the basics. And we've been we've been not trying to say this word, but I feel like undeniably, their Mickey is Lottie. Because now it's spelled right. with a Y. It's Lottie and Lori, mm-hmm. and one is in kind of a tux with some red, and then one is in a dress with red and uh, polka dots and a bow. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine that outfit, and that it, if it reminds you of any other sure main uh, uh, big characters in theme park world, um, but Lottie and Lori, um, Mike, do you love Lottie and Lori? Well, I'm looking at the different. I'm looking at this newer ver- these these versions of them. Whoa. Um, which I think are oh, awesome. Oh, they're kind of like, um, like, they're like that's Cartoon like a, Network hippophile or sort of throwback. It's like Schoolhouse Rock a little bit. Yes. Is and, that one dabbing on the side? Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why I really like it. If it's an out-of-date dance, Mike loves it. That's right. If he was doing the Macarena, I'd be even more thrilled. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he that, represents the Chables hitting the dab on the people of South Korea. So that's Lottie and Lori, I'm assuming, right? I guess so. Yeah, these are, these are very different. Than, I'm looking at these yeah. much more like Disney-fied versions on their website. Right. So, so yeah, certainly from these, and they're all in little, it says Blooming World School. So I think that's maybe like they're back to school, like, you know, how they have like an event at Disney or something, or Tokyo will have like the Halloween season and they'll have the Disney characters in like different outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these certainly are cute for sure. And I like them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I saw the ones you're talking about too. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, those. Seen it. Just pretty like classic. They're going for classic Disney yeah, vibe. I mean, clearly it's Lori big is, gloves. Lori it's... is ripping Minnie off hardcore here. Yeah. As far as her look. Um, but she has her own interests that are different than Minnie. Okay, uh, go from ahead, their yeah. description, Lori, who spreads warm love, 
is the symbol of Lottie World Adventure together with uh, with Lottie. Uh, she has such a good heart as a courteous friend. She's always spreading warm love to many people. <laughs> Why are you just saying War- that if she's the opposite of many, many's a bitch? Um, <laughs> I didn't know not the opposite. I'm just saying I've never specifically heard of any interest Minnie has in warm love. I don't warm think love. Minnie it. has any. Minnie always makes me think of one of my friends once profiled Hallie Bieber, mm-hmm. Edo, who is married, of course, to Justin Bieber. And she said she walked into a room where Hallie Bieber was as Justin was in the main room living his life. And Hallie was just sitting on the bed looking out at nothing. not on her phone Uh not not reading a book not watching television just sitting on the bed and that's how i've always pictured many wow (laughs) like no real like vacant if if she's not with mickey then what's going on what's the point what's my point if i'm not with mickey my identity is standing next to this this person this character it sounds like that's not Lori. Lori no, seems like busy. she's busy spreading warm love when she's not with she's busy. She's she spreads warm love to many people all the time, and she, and it's an after the fact. She is also the pretty girlfriend of Lottie. <laughs> it's not the first thing in the right, bio. That comes it's, a couple it's after later. the fact. So uh, that that speaks to some some unique identity. There's Do also like ten or eleven other characters <laughs> listed on the website. We'll get to them. Wait, what were okay. you saying? <laughs> I was just wondering if pretty girlfriend implied the existence of. You know, a, a different girlfriend, <laughs> the smart girlfriend. She is the pretty girlfriend of Lottie. Lottie is no, dating he's... three different animals at once. <laughs> <laughs> what animal are they? Uh, I saw raccoon as ah. the, but they are more. It's a lighter brown than I associate like raccoons. F- yeah. With being. Fox. I thought they were foxes at first. They're glance. sort of chipmunky as well. They look like tails from Sonic. Sure, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was a fox, so I I guess they are they are light raccoons. Right. Does it say anything about Lottie hitting the dab in that description? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lottie, Lottie loves to hit the dab. <laughs> he nur- He's he is our friend who nurtures his dreams with a bright, warm heart. Mm-hmm. So if a dream of his was to do the dab, <laughs> then he would surely nurture that dream and probably do it. Okay. That's cool. The only information I can give you at this time. All right. Um, Jason, other characters? Yeah, go Um, ahead, please. Well, Maurice is a little pig. Uh, He's the wine expert. Oh, you mentioned Maurice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little mustache. Little, and in their stock photo, Mm -hmm. seemingly drunk at the moment. I'm a Maurice fan. (laughs) Is he your guy, maybe, of all these, Scott? Of these guys. And look, it's not. Uh, do I like him more than the the French aristocrat? Yes, I do. Do I like him more than the the bulldog woman who has like looks has like big testicle jowls? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's. I'm just saying it's a low bar, and yeah, I like the drunk pig. I wonder if the existence of Maurice, who is holding wine, as you point out in that picture, is why they do have a ride called Drunken Basket. Whoa! Because they, instead of teacups, their ride is called Drunken Basket. Oh, cool. And it is just mm-hmm. baskets spinning around, but it doesn't seem to have an alcohol theme besides the name. Like the middle of it is just a giant animatronic snake coming out of a crock <laughs> and kind of opening and closing his mouth. And I was wondering hmm. what the baskets were made for. Like I, I Googled, like, how do you make soju or something if it's like a traditional drunken basket mm. oh, event? But it, Maurice just looks like he's holding a nice 
Pinot, so maybe it's just a nice Pinot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 what he's holding looks very delicious to me. Uh, I think he's got good taste. Mm-hmm. Drunk a basket, I, I don't know. Is the idea that like the the basket, it's that spinning around will give you a drunken feeling without even consuming mm-hmm. alcohol. Maybe that's the it is like the, the notion tea- there. Alice in the teacups is all like obviously it's they're just talking about drugs and that's like. They're simulating what it would be like if you were hallucinating, I think, on the teacups. That's, you think? that's your view of what the teacups are? Well, the whole Alice is, oh, she takes the potion or whatever, but she's, we're just talking about hallucinogenics, <laughs> so it's like it's trying to disorient you. But yeah, yeah, well, that's other parts of the movie, though. The teacup part, she's having some tea. But it mm. is interesting that it's teacups in that ride and not vials or something. Mm, not, that's true. The, the, not the magic vials. Yeah, and I would say hallucination, but I think I think you're bringing this air. You think so? Yeah, I've never Maybe thought. Bringing... I have never thought of the teacup ride as being a simulated hallucination. No, Jason, huh. hmm. I think uh, there was probably already half a dozen companies making spinning teacup rides, and they're like, "Oh, we want one of these. What is it closest to?" Oh yeah, Alice has a tea party. You don't think Bob uh, Gurr was thinking when he put together the teacup ride? I assume he did. <laughs> that <laughs> he was like, "We're gonna simulate uh, tripping here." Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know where he stands on the hallucinogenic uh, enthusiasts. Pro, because there, I'm pro, gonna go pro. You think Very pro? strongly pro. There yeah. are some that are pretty on the record as pro. Roly, Roly, rest in peace, passed just away. passed away. He was, was pretty upfront that he's like, "Yeah, I did some drugs." <laughs> sure. So I don't know. Maybe we'll I'll look into it. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And that and you'll well, just just take a bunch of uh, hallucinogenic drugs and tell me which one is exactly like spinning around for two minutes. Well, you know me. I'm always doing hallucinogenics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not necessarily hallucinogenics per se, but I got to say, like taking a few hits off a joint and then watching Fantasy Dream was kind of a bad time. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, that, was kind of, that, that was kind of a little intense. No, Jace. Oh, all no. of the, I watched all of the rides: the Jungle, the Rapids ride, and the other ride. I was just like, I regret putting this off into the evening. <laughs> I regret. This doing is fascinating. This. I didn't know this was part of your research. Sometimes that there was there was a little bit of uh, stimulation involved. Well, I had already. Wa- I watched a lot of like Day in the Life. Kind of, we're going to Lote World, mm-hmm. and okay. I watched the vo- the Vice documentary, and then. I was, I find, I don't know, I was having a hard time locating, I think because Attractions 360 kind of more described the name, I think I I Mm. looked up the Lote World website, found what their English translation of the rides were, and I was having a harder time finding those, and then once I found a few ride-throughs, I found all of them. That's all very interesting. Now, now, what were you smoking, dude? What were you puffing on? Uh, pretty chill indica, but uh, still, there was a lot going on in that fantasy dream where I was wow. like, "This is the strangest thing I've ever oh, seen." Jason was keeping Jason. his lips zipped, and we're all talking about how wonderful it is, best candy ride, and then you're thinking oh, of terror. I liked it. I was just like, "Oh man, this is there's so much happening here." Jason, look, uh, in case you didn't. No, I mean, Jason is the wild one of the three of us because he takes six hits of weed a week. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Loose can. I'm going to try to sound cool when I say this so that you take me seriously. Like, I know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. like, does does blazing, bro, does that help you feel like you're on the ride? Like when you're watching? <laughs> now uh, you're speaking his language. <laughs> now you're talking to him Somebody on his finally level. called me bro. It's been yeah, 300 yeah. episodes. Now, now, he's ever said that. now he's connected. Now he's locked in. That, I, I think, is helped more by the size of the screen. Like, 
uh, on a bigger TV, it does feel more like. Then what do you do? Do you plan in front of the biggest the screen you can find and try to pretend like you're on the ride? Well, I, th- I usually just like as I'm going through stuff, I throw stuff in my in like a playlist on YouTube or watch later. You're not answering my questions. Just... Do you sit in front of a big TV and pretend yeah, you're on the ride? How do you view it? Uh, I sit on the couch and watch it, and then I type on a computer my observations. <laughs> I this is much more boring than the bit uh, you're looking for. Yeah, uh, we're looking for some fun thing where you're like blazed up, and then you like kind of go up to the TV and like hug it and watch the screen. You hug like, it? Yeah, like you're I don't have the a TV. big wingspan, Mike. My arms don't go very so what is wide. A big TV? I, you can't hug the TV. Yeah, so it's a big TV. I'll get, I'll get it. It's your old TV, and you know what it looks like. You I gave, gave Jason it to my old TV yeah. three years ago. So yeah, it is a big TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't get that close. No. Okay. And you don't bad like, for bend the your, eyes. You don't bend your body around like you're on the ride. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. More often than not, I like hit the 15 seconds back because I was typing and missed something. <laughs> it sounds like you take one hit of marijuana. Yeah. You sit and plant yourself on the couch and you just like stand still really like rigidly and then you start typing furiously actually, as you're watching. Work, I'm at you, work. You know one of my favorite fast signs is sitting very still and watching <laughs> things. Oh, a very Bieber-esque, uh, yeah. very Bieber-esque move. I have to ask, did, did you toke up and watch Fly Venture? <laughs> their California Soren version? Ooh. I missed Fly Venture. I think I didn't, there because again, there's so much stuff here how how what does that fly over soul it flies over hell it's oh okay yeah 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 yeah. fly venture is it starts like it's real and you are in store and you're in the little chairs your feet are dangling giant screen everybody's moving around it feels real but you um quickly go from overlooking the ocean like you're like soren Mm -hmm. then you're in this avatar land where there's all these floating pools with waterfalls leading from one pool to another. So you kind of sail around these pools for a little bit. And there's these neon flying fish. And then these thunderstorms start to happen and you go into this wormhole. And when you come out, you're flying over a, at this desert with all these like impossible cliffs that are just really jagged. And you're going into these gullies and these birds are attacking you. Then there's dinosaurs because there's just dinosaurs. If they can put a dinosaur in the park, they're going to put a dinosaur in the park. Mm-hmm. Then these fireballs start coming at you and this rock monster starts attacking. And oh, then you I go just into, landed on him. He's so yeah. scary. There's oh, wow. I just see shooting out of him. He has glowing blue eyes. Wow. Yeah. This is, oh, this is a bad trip yeah. right here you're describing. So if you were blitzed out of your mind. Well, this is what he saw when he watched yeah. the candy ride. Uh, yeah. He saw this instead. But then there's like lightning and tornadoes and hurricanes and, and like lava. lava birds. This is, I mean, it's very inventive, but it's terrifying, the lava bird. Yeah, so on whoa. top of everything else, they fit a flying theater in this building. Uh-huh. Yeah. It has everything. That's insane to me. Yes. What was the, when you were sitting on it, what was the, like, was it like Soren basically, where you was just kind of an open chair and you were like hanging yeah, out? Yeah, exactly like it. It was exactly like Soren. I don't remember they were piping in smells to go with everything. Like but, magma yeah. smells? Magma smell. What does magma smell like? Just like. I don't know, like, like burning, just like, like charred. Some, yeah, I could yeah. You'd probably just do incense and then it would work. Incense, yeah. It's just big cyclones. Yeah, you're right. This is some very end of the world shit. This yeah. is a, a, for a genre of ride that is typically like 
the wine tour of rides. This is maybe the only one I've seen that is scary. Yeah. Even the music is a little Roland Emmerich y. Oh my God. <laughs> Yikes. God, I missed the, again, the size of this place. I didn't even see the words Fly Venture, the, the, the great clunky title Fly, Fly Venture. Fly Venture. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it weird. looks cool though. Oh my God. Interesting. Um, that's like, cause, cause, uh, uh, in Disney world, they have a Pandora ride, an avatar ride where you're on like, uh, an amazing, the mighty Akron, you're on one of the beasts. Uh, uh, but that, that feels much more like appropriate for a ride like this with a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like the, like in a motorcycle position versus like just chilling out in a chair in the sky. Yeah. It really felt like you were going places you shouldn't see. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But you know, just to even just get keep thinking about the scale and how they fit things in the longest ride by far is their knockoff of pirates of the caribbean mm-hmm. which is called the adventures of of sindbad there's an extra d in sindbad. there oh we love sindbad. our d's and our sindbad. sindbad yes we've talked about this before sindbad <laughs> always Wait, feels sindbad so weird real I, are we wrong for there, calling it sinbad i don't know well look culturally our sinbad is the stand-up comedian yeah who does not have a d right. so that's i think what is stinging our ears the most is that we the one that we know doesn't have that extra d but i maybe i a guess of, the the story oh my god uh who again you know first kid is my main sinbad yeah, yeah. pop culture of course but i think yeah i think that maybe the real story most I do have the the other D. Yeah, there's a Tokyo Disney ride that we love, um, but I think most places we were looking at it, so it does have that D in there. Whoa, That's weird, doesn't it? Yeah, but this it is like my mandala before. effect. I never knew it actually had a D. I was making fun of it the whole time. Thinking it was the joke. The joke is on me. But we've I think had the same thing. There's a stunt show in Islands of Adventure in Florida that always, the, yeah, it was like sticking in our head the whole vacation. Sindbad, Sindbad. It's yeah. why is it so upsetting? Yeah. I think there are like American versions of Sinbad that call it Sinbad, I think, without the D. Yeah, yeah. there are. Uh, so I think, yeah, there's, but I think maybe around the world it's more more D Sinbad than non-D <laughs> Sinbad. Do you think when our Sinbad, like comedian Sinbad, mm-hmm. goes to Korea and tries to order a coffee and he gives his name as Sinbad, they add the D? Yeah, yes, I do think that. <laughs> and does it confuse it with any other <laughs> Sindbads who are waiting for right. coffees as I, well? <laughs> <laughs> I think it happens all the time when it's over there. Korea uh, problems, Murray. The Sinbad ride you mentioned, you're right, it is very long. It takes place seemingly 90% in caves. And again, very low ceilings, real low clearances on this. I mean, I love this. This is what I want. The intimacy on the rides is what I always talk about. And that's what does it. Low ceilings, close quarters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like feeling like cozy like this on the ride. I think Jason's concerned. I don't think you like the, I think you're feeling claustrophobic just thinking about it. I, well, you know me, I like enclosed spaces. Like I was just amazed at a place that's so grand in scale, like a giant, atrium with a giant ice skating rink an indoor amusement park next to an outdoor amusement park it i was just uh taken back by how many things feel so intimate yeah yeah well i guess you know to pack them all in there mike you were talking about the only the like lack of expansion abilities Mm -hmm. and i think one of the only times they were able to add something else was when like because where else do we go we can't really go outside well there is this recently there is this level of the mall that we could take over that is, as everything we're describing, very low ceilings. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how do we justify it? And it became like this world of goblins and trolls, which is called, 
Oh, what? Underland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you go to Underland? Was Underland there? I don't know if we did. It feels like we we did go to some wild rest, wild west thing where we were riding horses. We did go to this Astro Blasters knockoff where you're shooting dragons. I feel like these things are all in the basement together. Wow. But goblins. I don't know if I saw goblins. I think maybe. I don't hmm. know. Again, it's hard to track the zillion things here. Uh, um, d- so, yeah, I don't know. It's the only way they can fit all this in is yeah. to take them all out. Low clearance places. We did go on their Space Mountain knockoff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was called uh, Comet Express. And the structure is a lot like Space Mountain where it's a dark ride. Um, but the one difference they have is that your seats rotate more like you're in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your, your seats can kind of wobble back and forth as you're in the dark ride. And it's not perfectly dark because they on purpose have a bunch of black light planets and aliens mm-hmm. uh, surrounding you. So you're sort of zooming in the darkness and then sometimes there'll be like a giant Saturn or a giant alien mm-hmm. yelling at you. That's, That's good. Cool. Yeah. That's I, what I want in Space Mountain. In Space Mountain and Disneyland, there is, I've said this before and I don't know, there is a giant like either it's an asteroid or it's a planet if you look, but you can't see it because it's too dark in there unless it's um if like the Star Wars overlay is happening, it's a little brighter. Mm-hmm. But I want to see planet. I want that because space I understand is actually dark. I don't care. <laughs> I want big, colorful planets. I yeah. think you get that in France. Yeah, I was yes, too scared yes, yes. to go in France, but I believe you, you get that there. I saw a review of this ride, several reviews or comments about Comet Express that said this ride is better than at least some of the Space Mountains. Okay. Yeah, like maybe not that that France one or the right. Disney, but like well, I know it's heresy to some people to say that the Florida one is is bad, painful, and yeah. it's a, a refurbishment, yeah. or the, the Tokyo one, which they they're blowing up and just mm. starting again. But I that's a pretty good review of Comet Express, better than some Space Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Seems good. By the way, all of this is situated on a lake. I don't know if we've said that yet. This whole massive complex, there is a lake, and the Magic Island part is like built on, I guess, stilts, you would say? You take like a, a, a footbridge out into the Magic Island part. Yeah, I guess I just thought the lake was fake, or like fake water. It's real. Did they just built this on a body of water? I, yeah, I don't quite know how the body, it, it looks pretty sizable, the water. Wow. So maybe so, it is fake? So. No, I don't know. No, no. You think it was already there and they yeah. built on top of it. it like looks, Mexico City? Uh, I don't know the geography of Mexico City to say either way. Like Key West? Now I'm just thinking concerned about water. He knows Key West really well. <laughs> like the lake that the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium is on in Orlando, Florida? Now we're talking about Seven Seas Lagoon in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's a body of water. I, um, I also... Oh, oh, go ahead if you had something. Oh, well, I I this is a long... Uh, tangent did you have something i we mentioned school uniforms earlier and when i was watching some of these like this is my life in korea or like i moved to korea and oh so today i'm going to lottie world and um one of them just very casually said it's popular to dress in school uniforms at lottie world uh there's a couple places to rent school uniforms nearby (laughs) and i i had to rewatch this whole segment of this video, and then I found I did find a news article um, from a Korean news outlet. I think that works in conjunction with the New York Times, and it, this is countrywide. This is a thing that you can do. You can rent a school uniform close by 
to change into, you change out of your clothes, change into the school uniform, and then you go to the theme park. And I was like, oh God, is this gonna be weird? And it seems just like uh, we just like taking nice pictures in it, and it makes us feel like we're kids again. Was the justification? And wow. it is very popular. Like there were rows and rows of like shirts and vests and pants and ties and skirts. This is what they should have done for your school pictures. Yes, you should have been renting school uniforms for the day. Yeah, we never wore school uniforms before, but for the pictures, yeah, it right. would have looked a lot nicer than the shitty fake tuxedo. I my takeaway from this is that uh, Disney uh, Disney fans are leaving money, money on, on the, the table. table. Yeah. yeah, not wow. having like rent Disney bounding, rent clothes that look Sick. kind of okay. like characters, rent you rent uniforms. Jason and I heading down to Anaheim, eight a.m. We make a quick stop outside of Anaheim to rent little boy school uniforms. <laughs> We put them on. We have the little shorts, like the Angus Young from ACDC, the little yeah. shorts, little schoolboy outfit on. And then we go to Disney and feel more like kids than we already do. Why do I feel like a country that invented Pizzagate will not get the joke? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That That's is currently fair. eyeing the operations of this company and yeah. hoping for any slip up. Like, oh, I think it's the Capito place. But Ron I know DeSantis, I'm watching him. Ron DeSantis <laughs> is furious at the rent, the, the business of renting little schoolboy outfits to adults. And you, by the way, your plan, you are insisting that. And thank you for leaving me out of the plan. No, by I the feel way. like that you was didn't want to do it. No, we'll meet you at the bar at the hotel yeah, uh, yeah. at well, lunchtime. Also, it's possible you already own your own little schoolboy outfit and you'll just meet us down. <laughs> okay. Well, You're not <laughs> renting like Jason and I are. Yeah. Because I bought the finest school, yeah, yeah. schoolboy uniform. You're still fit That's from... an investment and I'll hold on to it. It encourages me to stay in shape so I don't right, uh, outgrow it. You know me. I'm thrifty. I'm no sucker. And so you're going to get a better rate on a big lolly outside the park and then you carry the big lolly into the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. As long as it's not too big to fit through the uh, the metal detectors. Yeah, right, yeah right. I could be a pro that it's so big. It's not <laughs> clunk sorry you're gonna have to lick some of the layers off of that before i can so, let you come uh, in but my other thing about these school everyone in the school uniform uh rental place seemed like they were having a blast and then when they were in the park all taking pictures together and taking pictures next to rides and stuff everyone seemed like they were having so much fun i was like Oh, I kind of get it. And then if you do the <laughs> rapids, your your nasty rental school uniform takes all the chlorine water, and then you can change back in your regular clothes. You are on board, oh, hundred percent. Great idea. And yeah. I yeah. think about it because we didn't do the splash rides because we didn't want to get too sticky. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's a, maybe a good idea, theme park wide. I guess is to let clothes absorb, and then you leave those clothes. Renting clothes at theme parks should be a whole business out here, mm -hmm. or before you go into the parks, at least. Yeah. I mean, I said that it's a good idea, and yet I do not want to do this myself. The fact that you used the word nasty before the water was part of it. <laughs> um, I guess I don't want to pay money and then have nasty clothes handed to me. Well, no, the clothes seemed very pressed, very clean, very dry clean. Mm -hmm, like, they mm -hmm. seemed in good well, yeah. shape. Like, the headmaster of the school would not be upset with the quality of the clothes. Because you have, they have to be like authentic to what, like your you know, school they experience. Imagine, they imagine a headmaster right. and try to uphold the headmaster's well, yeah, you're, quality. You're representing your fictional school when you go into this park, so you got to look neat and tidy. <laughs> I mean, I will say, as a person who had to wear a school uniform, did anybody else have to wear a school uniform? No, no, no. I, I did. No one took out yeah. of school. Yeah, oh, it wasn't yeah. wasn't so uh, embarrassing, restrictive. No. But yeah. I really like polyester pants and shorts. 
They're oh. just so easy to wear. They're very breathable. They don't right. wrinkle. I'm wearing polyester pants right now. Hmm. Okay. I, and it's hard to find polyester. And I would like to see an embracing of polyester as a wardrobe oh. choice. Uh, we've really demonized it. And I'd like, like associate, it, it became this like uh, 70s relic leisure suit. Do you find it comfortable? I guess I haven't worn a lot of polyester. You do find it comfortable, though? It's not like a scratchy... Yeah, uh, irritating fabric. Like I'm huh. a person who can't iron, and so polyester pants, mm. you just feel a little bit slick all day. They don't. Well, they're amazing. Right. They're okay. amazing. And my aunt, sorry, tiny polyester rant. My aunt <laughs> is trying to make me pants like my favorite pants, but we can't find the polyester anymore. They don't sell it. So really? having to buy vintage giant pants and then cut them down to be my size of pants. Huh? Why is that? Why don't they just sell like big? You can't go to like a fabric store and get it. No. Yeah, we've really been checking. Wow. And so I don't know if anybody has a beat on polyester out there. Anyways, well, sorry, but if might, I could rent I polyester know. and wear it all day and run around, sure. it's a, it's a miracle fabric. And then you just throw fabric. it in a garment bag at yeah. the end of the day and put your t-shirt and jeans back on? Yeah, sure. Miracle fabric. I, I had a lot of bad experiences growing up of like Kmart dress, uh, like really shiny, too slick, uncomfortable polyester like pants, I feel like. Because they didn't have a lot of options in the Husky Boys section. <laughs> so I feel like uh, it was the it was the mix of limited selection and like, well, it's going to grow out of this anyway, you know. Uh, I made my fortune selling Husky Boy polyester. Selling Husky Boy <laughs> polyester. Son, you're going to take over for me. Suits and shirts in the 90s were like really baggy too. And it's come back around, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all Kids are only with... getting huskier, so there's a lot of opportunities for you. You're taking over the business. I don't know about that. We never hear about the child obesity epidemic. I feel like we were hearing about 10, 15 years ago. We don't hear about it anymore? Mm. We're on to other things. Yeah, well, there's other focuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. W- the, the woke agenda. Mind virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Borg. They're all these kids. They're all doing those Borgs, those gallons of water with vodka and What's meat. the Borg? Do you know the Soppy Boys just did this? What this is, is it? like the college getting fucked up. Like did you ever do Edward Forty hands in college? I've heard of it, I've but I didn't it, participate. Yeah. So this is <laughs> Don't spike the levels, Mike. He wasn't Sorry. accusing you. No. It was I a would... simple question. I played Flippy Cup, but I did not do Edward Forty hands. <laughs> well, this is like the the new get fu- it's like okay. Okay, you pour out half a gallon of water, you pour in like a handle or a pint of vodka, and then a, a full one of those Mio flavoring things, and you shake it up and you just drink that. <gasps> and and it just, gets ju- people insanely fucked up, but Man, also it's called hydrated. Bor- it's, it's called Borg. Borg? Yeah. It's named after my favorite Star Trek yeah. villain? Yeah, yeah. Why is it called? Do we know why it's called Borg? I don't know why it's called Borg. Huh. Interesting. But I think it is. Re- it's not like the vodka tampons of like ten years ago or whatever. It's not like the Tide Pods where it's like, oh, this is made up. Like two people did like this. Like two, a couple people. Yeah, this and is the a rest real of you phenomenon. had to write articles. This yeah, is this something is a real. Kids, somebody thing. listening, is, multiple people listening right now are doing this. Uh, yeah, are you doing a Borg and listening to this show? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> doing a Borg and watching the videos, I bet, would be more fun. Sure. Than the the. Uh, smoke right weed. through video, you're yeah. Sure. yeah. Right through videos are yeah best paired with borging. Fourth borging, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd borg and do fly venture. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the hangover ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could we real quick go back and just uh, there's a few more uh, characters we haven't talked yeah. about. <laughs> sure, we missed everything. I, I really apologize. Nice. Go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh So the characters. Yeah, we talked about Maurice. Uh, we didn't. We there's Lippy Louie, who's the aristocrat. Um, but then I want to talk about uh, Toulouse. 
You guys see Toulouse? You know, I don't see Toulouse. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Toulouse. I'm, oh, oh, now I do. Oh, now, Toulouse. does this, okay, does Toulouse seem like another character? Yeah. Jason knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Scott, you know who I'm talking about as uh -huh. well? There's a character, of course, in the Duffyverse in Disney uh, named Gelatoni. He's an Italian painter cat. This guy You're making looks, a big leap that Amy knows the I'm not Duffy saying, verse. I'm not saying she knows that. I explained what he is. I put it all, all the context I had. Disney right has there. like a stuffed animal. There's a whole world of stuffed animals that's much more popular in the Asian parks than yeah. here. And one of the characters is an Italian painter. The cat. only Duffy I know is Patrick Duffy. So I'm really glad that you guys are giving me this. <laughs> he has his own Duffy verse as well. out as a step by step fan. Um, but I wonder, yeah. So I, I wonder who came first. Toulouse maybe, maybe came first. Who do you think came first? You know what we've been, <laughs> you've, you've we've been looking at the whole history of this park together. Think, look, look <laughs> inside your heart. Admit, I don't want to admit. You know who came, and give credit to your your pal Gelatoni for coming first. Okay. Yeah, Toulouse looks a little phone. I mean, some of these characters, like okay, White Bear, the darling of the North Pole. He's got overalls and a, a cockeyed hat and a little uh, ice cream cone. Sharon Cat, the glamorous and pretty cat, and she has like a gown on and a, and, oh, a feather and, uh, boa and, and human breasts. She's uh, a cat yeah. with human breasts. Just yeah. so I'm gonna make sure you Only see this too. Only two human Amy. breasts. Or yeah, six yeah, yeah. Just on... unless, well, unless there's others under the gown that we're not seeing. There's... But you know, she's got Jessica Rabbit. Well, why do we thing feel like Sharon on. Cat is gonna move in on Lottie? <laughs> oh yeah, but maybe yeah, maybe. It's okay. Maybe that's yeah. part of it, part of the relationship. Yeah. Which kind of Lottie's uh, girlfriend do you... Like, I already have a pretty girlfriend, so you have to find another quality if you want to be another <laughs> one of my girlfriends. Do we feel that Sharon Cat and Jenny Hippo are sort of in our Helen test, where we feel like sometimes the female characters get less fun names than the male characters? Hmm. You know Sharon what I'm saying? and Jenny? Sharon Cat and Jenny Hippo, which oh. I do like sort of the, like, just a regular name and then an animal... But it does feel like it's not as fun as Digger Donkey or Burger Meister or Toulouse well, or I Lippy Lou, even Lippy Louie. See, I think Sharon Cat and Jenny Hippo have a little bit of character, but like Burger sure. Meister, the German bulldog, Mrs. Burger, talkative wife of Mr. Burger. Like those, I that, think, that are a little does more not phoned pass the in. test. Yeah, yeah. When one character, when the male character has a name and the other one is just Mrs. Male yeah. character, then I that, think, that I does think not pass the I test. I think we're in the zone of that, of the Helen test. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. They're, so. getting, they're getting lazier for sure. Uh, um, I'll tell you one thing. The character Fiddler does not pass the test of... Uh, not being a ripoff of Jiminy Cricket. That's true, yes. <laughs> that very specific test. Uh -huh. Now, I will say, I did not see a lot of lore with these characters, but I do believe they all showed up at one of the two parades that we saw. Because ah. there's an indoor mm -hmm. daytime parade where everybody marches around. And then there's a nighttime parade called Dark Dreams. And Whoa. everybody marches around again, but everything's like covered in black lights. And there's more Arabian stuff, more genies, more, more lights glowing. But yeah. there are people inside of these marching. Right, but I, right. I didn't even know their names, honestly. So I'm really glad to get to know more of the names and the ones that I saw statues of. I right. wish they were more central in the park. You got to do uh, extra research. You have to have, we've, we've talked about this lately, have a needing to have extra reading materials yeah. for the thing in the park to uh, to make sense. To know the lore, the it's full lore. It doesn't seem ideal. There's something about like, oh, now I've learned more and it enriches the experience. But it seems like you should kind of know who they are and why they're having a parade. I want to know why my ears have a cactus. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. None of the because uh, I I was I had this character tab open and I looked as soon as you said that and I don't see no character with a cactus head. I I cannot account for that one. I'm not sure. 
Any listeners, if you've been to this place, do you know this pathology really well? Where do you get cheese curds in L.A.? And, and do you know why the cactus is there? <laughs> the ears seem very popular. I feel like one vlogger immediately walked inside and there was an ears stand. Mm-hmm. And everyone was buying ears. I think I have a picture of my ears. I'm trying to pull it up. Oh, to show great. You guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and let us, you know, I, I think most importantly of anything you've described, if there is a good picture of that hot dog, I feel, oh, like, the, yeah. I feel like we need to see it and the listeners need to see it. So. Um Send us whatever later. Can I bring up, I didn't realize this, uh, uh, I, I think I saw the name years ago whenever this happened, but there was a viral video, do you guys know what I'm talking about, that was basically showing a ride that was kind of like a giant drop that yes. looked crazy. The, the gyro drop. The gyro, the yes. That's yeah. the name of the actual ride. Mm-hmm. And and someone did some uh, um, special effects to make this ride look extra insane, where it would be drop up and then like these like... A bit, a, like uh, chairs would kind of drop out once it was at the top of its. Yes. Oh, we're seeing we're seeing the cactus. Oh, that's, that looks like a little like that looks like a nice little like cactus pear kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's fun. In the succulent, but I wonder why. Land. It's a very attractive. Uh, why is it plant. there? I don't know. That's a um, writing fantasy dream. By the way, that's oh, wow. fantasy dream. Wow, hmm. that's great. Yeah, but no, there, um, you're right. There are like gyro drops in the whole thing because in addition to the rides, there's the carnival ride section. Basically, where they've also got bumper cars More and all like the gyro droppy swings, the um, pirate ship, all of that. Yeah. So yeah, but they uh, somebody yeah made this to look like it was some insane, like a torture torture kind of device, thing. essentially, <laughs> as if like every you're on this spinner ride and it goes way up on a tower, and then every single seat is separately deployed and drops flies out fifty of... feet in one second. They all swing around completely untethered <laughs> to a vehicle, right? And like then you're going... they, they, and then they get sucked back in, and then the entire looks tower like show drops. You what the... 150 feet. It is a. It's a really well done. Really video, well done. Except that you're watching it, thinking this is just not physically possible. There's no way yes. this thing could move this quick. So this is the yeah. So because this was going around, I believed it. All the car like the seats drop out as you go up, and then the thing just yeah spins around, and it does look like you're torturing a bunch of people at a very high, <laughs> a high distance. Oh, it's, that looks awesome. Um, which I assume a human being could uh, survive this. But it looks scary as shit. <laughs> Too good to be true. It's just Guy Ritchie style drops, like, uh, visual effects. It's, right. It's the incredible CGI. Like the people the who created the genie created this. <laughs> we're learning now is that the same CGI wizards were able to complete it. I have a little respect. That's at least Sherlock Holmes Book of Shadows level quality CGI. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. You're right. Um, if we're winding it down, anything else you want to shout out ride wise? What it's just let's just like grab bag anything else that was uh, that was fun that you, you got to go on in this place. Well, I want to actually grab bag something that's right around the corner. Ah, and sure. it is a theme park that opened before Latte Land, it opened up in 1983. Uh huh. It's called Young Land, and it is more of like your, your county fair kind of place. Mm hmm. Where there are like the the spinning copters and the the octopus who like scrambles you around and the and the carousel and everything about that. But what is special about Young Miland is that when Latte World opened, it just like killed it, totally decimated it, like ruined it. Nobody went there anymore. Oh. So they finally shut down Young Miland in 2011, but they kept it open as just a place you can go to to wander around a destroyed and abandoned theme park. <laughs> wow. And it is amazing. Whoa. Like, it's so wild. I think it's $5 to get in, and there's this groundskeeper there, and he just lets you do whatever. Like, total free range. <laughs> they have the giant swinging pirate ship. You can climb on it. You can climb on anything you want. 
like ladders and everything. Like you can climb on like these big laser trains they have that sort of look like they were maybe a space ride back in the day. They have just everything stored together. So if you wanted to see like, um, you know, okay, kind of, uh, you know, like those supermarket rides even that they have for little kids where you can ride a little car up. Mm -hmm. They have just like stacks and stacks of them just kind of heaped together outside and you can kind of climb on them. Everything's a photo op. You can just run around and just do whatever you want in this place. Oh, yeah. What I'm looking at here is like some kind of spinner ride similar to what we talked about at at Bowcraft where there's like airbrushed rock stars. Yeah, they've got Madonna on it. They've got an airbrushed Madonna Madonna. on it. And also a Michael Jackson. And like bad era Michael Jackson. And then maybe, I don't don't really recognize if these are, we're supposed to know who these are. Or are they- Cindy-ish, Lopper-ish. Cindy-ish, Lopper. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Julio Escaglacius. I I don't know. But But then there's photos of, this is just like, this is just this ride with nobody on it. But then there seem to be photos of people just- in the middle, like they got to climb on and kind of surf in the middle. Like, yeah, it you seems can do like that. A, a potential for a danger, maybe, but also mm-hmm. like it's cool that the guy's just like, yeah, I don't know, at your own peril, just go run around. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. They don't make you sign a waiver at all. It's one of the most wow. freeing places I've ever been in because wow. you can just climb. You can climb. There's everything is overgrown. There's weeds on the different roofs. At the only facilities they have is like a bathroom stall and I think like a a little, what do you call it? Concession vending machine, a vending machine where you can buy like sodas and that's it. Otherwise it's just like you pay the five bucks, you can do whatever. Mm -hmm. And if the guy who kind of keeps an eye on things, not to tell you to stop, but just to make sure nothing gets stolen, I guess. (laughs) He does this one thing where there's this giant pool of water kind of by the carousel. And I thought that it was just, you know, a leak or a mistake, but it's this deliberately filled shallow pool of water that the guy does because if you're nice, he'll take your camera and he'll take the most beautiful photo of you you've ever seen where you're reflected in this pool of water in front of the carousel. And I have a Samsung phone because I won't do iPhone stuff. And so he like grabbed my Samsung phone, switched all these buttons on it that I don't know how he did. And I've never been able to figure it back and took just like the the Spielberg photo of me and my boyfriend <laughs> kissing of my life. Wow. Oh, wow. Holy really? Shit. Did yeah. he direct God. you in the like, did he yeah. pose you too? He posed us. He really? directed us. I'll dig this out in a second, too. And it's just stunning wow so this man is an artist this park is amazing and it's just frozen there's a there's like tiny little kids roller coasters frozen in midair and i feel like if you wanted jungle gym up there he wouldn't stop you wow what's the did you do anything where you were like this is dangerous did you climb on anything when i climbed i did climb the ladder in the center of the pirate ship because the pirate ship is my favorite ride and so i yeah i climbed up there pretty far I got covered in mosquito bites, so <laughs> there was a minute where I was like, I should not have worn shorts here, so I'd recommend not wearing shorts there. Okay. Yeah, we got on roofs of things. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, the best one was, you know those little carnival rides that you can go on where you're sort of sitting in? It's like a kidney bean-shaped metal chair, mm-hmm. and it's all enclosed, so the ride can flip the metal chair around and around. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Sure. Yeah, you can get in those, and he'll just he does not give a shit if you're pushing your friend into circles. Oh really? Okay, yeah. that yeah. seems so dangerous. So that was that was probably the most dangerous thing we did. Wow, My this God. is this is kind of a dream to do this. It feels both scary and exciting. Yeah, and there's this statuary everywhere, and it's 
broken. There's a tiny cop man by the entrance and his his hand is broken off and there's Sailor Moon and she's just beat to hell. <laughs> she's just like like somebody just like <laughs> ripped her stomach out of her chest. Yeah. Is I, it, oh, scary. And the five dollars is like an official like booth you give the five or is it you just slip the guy five dollars? Like he is sometimes at the booth. Uh-huh. But yeah, very casual, very casual. Wow. There's, no, there's not a ticket or anything. And I right. don't think I saw anybody else working there. Wow. There's like yeah. one employee. Yeah. This yeah. feels like a dream. It's magical. <laughs> it's so magical. I've, it's almost as good as Latte Land. Jeez. Just getting to run around this yeah, place for 90 great. minutes. It's just like the flip side of the coin. It's like, you know, here's the fancy high tech one. And then that that killed this park. But they found something cool to do with this park. Too. It's like yeah. it's like it's a beautiful. good dismal land or something. <laughs> like yeah. it's a decaying park, but you get to have fun running around. It's not. Yeah, it's not making probably, a making a point about yeah, uh, no politics in my failed I parks. <laughs> they they ran the numbers of like, okay, it's too much of a liability for the backpack urban explorer guys to come into this abandoned place. Oh yeah, but if we open the gate of the abandoned place, it's less liability than we're just uh, an ex- a walk around park, <laughs> and that keeps our bills lower than letting the backpack guys break in every other right. night. Right, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Smart to turn it around on the backpack, guys. Jeez, magical. So both sides, I mean, uh, both of these places just like utterly trippy, dreamlike. You get your uh, you get your world of 200 polished candy canes and lollipops, but then you get your uh, several decaying mm-hmm. figures as well that you can climb on and kick. Yeah, your decaying walrus that you can just mount. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to mount it to King Magical. Um, South Korea is the place for you. Uh uh geez, that's beautiful. Well, I don't, I don't know. Any any closing thoughts here on the way out? This is, no, I mean, this nothing. makes me want to go. So I know, yeah. Bad. Dude, we t- there's this like a uh, monorail that has like a little character's oh, face. Oh yeah, there's also a whole uh, like cute animal monorail. <laughs> I know, that looks really great, but yeah. So there's probably plenty of stuff we could talk about. Yeah. Um, And there's and if you want the Lotte world experience at home, there is a in the spirit of them ripping things off. There is a roller coaster tycoon mobile game ripoff Lotte world tycoon, uh, which is uh, uh, one star pretty universally. (laughs) Oh, man. to Play a terrible (laughs) mobile game and not get the experience of this place. uh, You can too bad. Um, Geez. But hey, thank you so much for for bringing this to the table here a wonderful yeah. place that i'd like to go i don't know when the hell we'll get to go but listeners you got to go i think mainly you got to go to to yangma land right. do that first and if you have time go to the right the, the giant one, one. Well, thank yeah, you yeah. for letting me res- revisit two of the most magical days of my life oh my wow. god i'm so i am so <laughs> glad you could jeez and thank you for bringing them to the table for us amy nicholson you survived podcast the ride uh this is wonderful uh let's exit through the gift shop anything you'd like to plug I, uh, yeah, I, I do my podcast with Paul Shear. I'm mm-hmm. sure y'all know and love that man. Friend He's of the, the greatest. show? Of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and our show's just called too. Unspooled. We started by doing the entire AFI Top 100, going through all of them and seeing mm-hmm. if they were as good as people said they were. We ended up kicking 60 of the films up from the AFI list off the Top 100, and now we're just wow. rebuilding. So we're going on little detours. We're about to do Young Frankenstein. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, so wow. We're, we're filling in the holes that weren't filled because it's just like we love spielberg he gets nine movies <laughs> sure, yeah, sure sure yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i uh do you like then do you pick those like is that just things that you've suspected should be on there or that you're passionate or why uh, like or are you dipping into like uh, uh numbers 101 through 200 how does <laughs> how does it work <laughs> we are following our curiosity 
Sure. So it's been nice. We did In Bruges earlier this year, a movie that I deeply, deeply, deeply love. Mm-hmm. And then Paul made a case for us to do John Wick, and I got to talk about what's wrong with John Wick. So, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Huh, huh. Um, is Guy Ritchie sneaking on there? Or has he got one in? <laughs> <laughs> you Not know, yet. I do kind of want to go back and watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, oh sure. yeah. I haven't yeah. watched that in a while. That man. and Snatch. I remember yeah. both being liking them a lot in Those high school. Those were cool school. movies they at the time. They were very cool. Yes. Like that and Boondock Saints. They were cool. And we were cool too, Michael. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and we still are. Yeah, we of course we are. There has been no cultural fade to Boondock Saints. No. Exactly where it was at the no time. No way. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yes, check out Unspooled. Uh, uh, check out all of Amy's writing. And uh, check out, please send us some pictures if you can. I'm so curious uh, to see some of these, yeah. these epic shots you got. We didn't even uh, talk. We didn't even talk about, I want to talk about Pitbull today, but we didn't have time. Are you like, that's right, Pitbull. We've talked about Pitbull, yeah. The greatest live show on the planet. Mm-hmm. But hey. that's, we don't have time. Oh. So sorry, you come back and we'll talk about Pitbull. We can talk about Pitbull. And we can talk about the steam park in Guatemala. Oh, wow, yes. Oh, that's right. great. Yes, right. please, anytime. Uh, uh, you're bringing us some stuff we, we truly have not covered. Taking us to real <laughs> other haven't done enough Pitbull. And there's not been a full Pitbull episode, certainly <laughs> right. that. So that's that's high on the priorities now. Uh, but thank you so much. As for us, you can find us on all the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch is available in our Tee Public store for three bonus episodes every month. Check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate, or get one more bonus episode on our VIP tier, Club 3. You'll find all of that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride, as well as it just depends on Jason's feelings about it once he sees the photo. If you put the high school fake breakaway tux photo on, the, if you make it for the, for the world to see, or if you pay wallet. I, oh, oh, it's my decision. I guess that so. right? Yeah, oh, I guess okay. it should be. Uh, well, well, now I'm stuck. No, it, no. Shouldn't, it really shouldn't Although have been. Although we should have an official vote here. Maybe Scott and I can all vote you. Mm. I, yo, <laughs> oh, yeah, seems okay. like that's already been decided. <laughs> Public, like, bo- like, uh, Amy, vote? <laughs> yes. I believe that you I should. Vote, yes. And we all right. Get the addresses of all the listeners and send them a physical copy. <laughs> That's what I vote Go for. Go back, get the negatives from the the, the high school photo taking <laughs> And you place. pay for Make the shipping. sizes. You pay for the photos. You pay, you pay, not Scott and I. You pay. Mm, That's I what I'm that voting well. for. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wallet-sized high school photos of Jason coming <laughs> to, to all the your listeners. mailbox soon. Yes. <laughs> okay, bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.